Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own BroBasket or choose from a variety of different BroBaskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, BroBaskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to Sporty number 52. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I am the Iceman. And who is number 52, guys? Again, take your pick. Patrick Willis, Ray Lewis. I'll go with Ray Lewis. The podcast that hits you with more force than a police battering ram. We'll take that one for today. So, uh, as far as sports goes, well, the June swoon has begun in baseball. Um, it, but really, the biggest stories in the last couple or last couple weeks, last week here, has been the NBA Finals and the NHL Finals. Um, I guess, what, what do we want to start with first, guys? You, you want to save your hockey nut for the end? Do you want to blow it right away? Or should we talk about uh, how Cleveland needs to get the memo here that uh, this isn't uh, first round? This is for all the marbles. Well, since in the group chat, Iceman cannot shut the fuck up about LeBron, let him fucking get his little gay crush out of the way. <laughs> oh, oh the, my God. Oh, the, the motivation. You think there's, a, there's another side to it? I love you so much, I hate you. Is that where we're going with this? He wishes he knew how to quit LeBron, yeah. Are you kidding me right now? I have said on this podcast, I don't hate the man. You seem to find reasons to bring him up every day. Every day. I don't bring him up. He brings himself up. Hence why I don't like him as a person. Him as a player, he's a great player. Now, I will say I do think it's been a bitch move. He hasn't been talking to the press. I don't think that's a very good thing to do as a 14-year veteran of the league. 
who's looked to as a leader, the heir apparent, if you will. I'll, I'll definitely call that a bitch move. But, I mean, these first two games of the finals, they're just outclassed, man. I mean, it would help if, you know, the, uh, the entire starting five for them would show up. They've only had three of the five pretty much showing up. But still, I mean, what was it the other night? The first half, Cleveland put up like 64 points. I mean, uh, Bill Burr brought it up the other day on, on the Monday Morning Podcast. If you're at 64 points at halftime, you're usually up by 10 or 15. They were down by three. Or I just think this is, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cliche that's thrown out a lot, but with Golden State, I just think it's a team of destiny this year. I mean, are you stopping them? I, I don't think it's destiny. I think it's a team of money at this point. I'll give you that. I mean, that you took a team with weapons and you added one more weapon. I mean, you you somehow welded a, another bazooka onto a bazooka. You know, you now have a double bazooka. Yeah, but except for Durant, they built that team through the draft. That's true. Because, I mean, Draymond Green wasn't, I mean, he was something at Michigan State, but, I mean, he wasn't, like, household name kind of stuff. Uh, I, I did have this thought the other day, too. You notice he's minding his P's and Q's this year in the playoffs? This year, shit, Rich. By this time, we had talked about the guy probably two or three times by the time we got to the finals and his shady shit. This year, it seems like he's behaving. Uh, I think yeah. he's probably been coached that way. They, they they go through their whole game plan, and then they at the end of the coaches' meeting, they look at Green and go, "And don't fucking foul." <laughs> you could argue that you could argue that the the, the championship that never was for them last year is kind of on his head, but. You know, we we already tried to though we already tried that church that swamp last year. Well, yeah, but like I said in the group chat, also there are many reasons that the Warriors lost and the Cleveland Cavaliers won, and one of them would help them out tremendously if their team could get off their ass and hit a bucket instead of going into the paint all the damn time. Pain points are great, but at some point you got to get a perimeter shot. You really do. And ain't none of them taking it. And if they are, they're not making it. <clears throat> Where the hell is, is JR? Where is he? Anybody? Bueller? He's there. He's wearing his uniform. He's been to the games. We've seen him. But, yeah, I mean, you, you're, you're down 0-2. All right? If you're waiting for the last minute, it's coming up real quick. I mean, I know, granted, last year they came down from 3-1. But this ain't the same Golden State team that you played last year. Well, Definitely a that. better team. It, it definitely a better team, but everybody picked Golden State before this thing ever kicked off, before the playoffs even kicked off. The only shot they had was for them to completely show up, and that was a long shot. The fact that their team hasn't showed up, that LeBron, the king, the man, is, is trying to hold his his team up by himself, maybe, maybe against a, a weaker team, maybe James could do something. But he ain't got nothing for this team. Because every time he tries to stop, like, KD, KD will pass it to Curry for a three. Every time he tries to stop Curry, he makes him look like a fool and goes to the hoop. It, he can't do it by himself. He can't. And his Le, LeBron's whole team is not even close to there. Kyrie's kind of there. Love's kind of there. Tristan Thompson, meh. JR, I don't know where the fuck he is, but he, he ain't been in the first two games. Now, Tristan Thompson's been MIA this one, too. 
it, him and him and Jr. Uh, any anytime you're ready, gentlemen. And that's what I'm saying. If they if they had half a chance with their whole team showing up, they ain't got no chance with a lot of their team just sitting there going, meh. Yeah. Well, all I know is that last year, how much were they down? They came back. Golden State better not get cocky. They better not fucking relax and take their foot off the gas. They better get that killer instinct and crush their fucking neck while their foot's on it. I think well, after I think last year, where... they're gonna they're they're gonna have it. Well, not just They've that, I think before. that's where KD's going to benefit him the most. I'm not going to talk about whether he's a great player, a good player, or a decent player. I don't care. The man's never won a title. He went to Golden State to win a title. He's in the title ship round, so he ain't letting off no gas. Is that like the he's mothership? He's got a killer instinct. The title ship? <laughs> yeah, is that like the mothership? Does it come down and Funkadelic comes out of it and they play a concert and shit? That's what that is. Yeah, but no, hadn't KD been to the finals before and lost? I mean, I think that's what they got in common with the the team from last year. What he has in common, they they've all been there and had their hearts broken. So I I think there'll be more of a hunger this year too. And yeah, reading up on last year's finals, I mean, yeah, Curry was hobbled. He was not he was not a a full health Steph Curry last year too. I mean, you're playing a completely different Warriors team. So I mean, what's the average margin of victory been so far? Like twenty something points. I mean, it hadn't even been a game, really. The first half uh, Sunday was the closest thing uh, to a game that's happened so far. I mean, what, maybe they, the closest Cleveland got was, what, four points? And then Golden State goes on like a 16-4 run. I mean, Cleveland, you got to show up, man. That's just all there is to it. You see, this is all just weird to me because Golden State's won a championship. Cleveland's won a championship. There's no team in here who... Is doing the classic go to the finals, lose, go to the finals, lose again. So we can't sit here and, and use the sports cliche of, oh, well, losing's taught them something. They both lost and they both won. So at this point, to me, it's just about who's got the, who has the energy at this, at, at this time of the season after an entire season and the playoffs, which I mean, it was ridiculously, the path to the, Championship's been ridiculously short for both of these teams. I mean, this was this was a steamrolling of the East and West by both teams. No matter how the fuck you feel about them, facts are facts. And if you're going to argue with facts, then I'm going to call you an SJW and put you in the corner and time out because adults are talking. But I mean, it, it I, that's all. That's all it comes down to. What team has more talent? What team has more heart at this point? There's nothing else to it. There's no. There's no lessons to be learned. There's no lessons that haven't been learned. Everybody's been on the spectrum of elation from winning the championship to the ultimate low of losing. And losing like Golden State did last year. And LeBron's lost that way. Did we forget the Spurs? That's true. That was what, 2012? 14, I think. No, yeah, it's 14, I think. 2012 is when uh, Thunder were in the... So, I, you know, right now, if I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan... The only reason I'm talking shit is because of what they did last year. But if you're going to hang your hat on what a team did a season ago, a season ago that, by the way, has no effect on what's going on right now, then you pretty much better keep your fucking cock holster shut. No one wants to hear anything from you. Well, that's just it. Two years ago, Golden State beat them. So they know how to beat them. Last year, they thought they had it and then lost a 3-1 lead in the finals. That had to have t- taught him a little bit. And then adding KD, who hasn't won one yet. I mean, I just, this isn't, none of this is good for Cleveland. 
And what the fuck is this story about some reporter smelled weed in the Cleveland locker room after game two? It's it's a confirmed it's not just a story, it's a confirmed thing. There was the smell of marijuana in the Cleveland locker room after game two. Really? I so mean what? motherfuckers can't wait till fucking they get done shower and changing doing interviews and then fucking go to the parking lot and smoke weed like a normal human being? Well, they don't I mean, know it was the players. Smoking. That's the thing. Was it the press? Oh, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> anybody, you think anybody lit anything up in Cleveland's locker room that wasn't a player and got away with it in today's day and age where they fucking hang you? I mean, in California for lighting a cigarette indoors? Like, they'll execute your ass. I mean, you know, come on, man. <laughs> Actual headline in the New York Post. Why did Cavaliers locker room smell like weed? And I mean, I don't really give a fuck one way or the other. What the fuck? Is someone smoking weed after a game does not affect at all them in the game. I'd even go so far as someone is to say someone smoking weed the morning of a game goes affects them not whatsoever in a game that's played at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night. But still, it's like, come on, guys. Really? We don't live up to the fucking to, to every negative stereotype to fucking people who are looking to, to point their finger at the NBA and wag it at you and say you, you're the ghetto league. Way to live up to that stereotype. What, you couldn't find a bucket of chicken in a fucking watermelon? <laughs> Vending machine was out of grape soda. Yeah, yeah, they didn't they didn't they didn't have any fruit uh, 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 tropical berry skittles or nothing around. What the fuck? Seriously? I mean I if I if I was Cleveland's GM, I'd be like, all right, hold up. That'd be a meeting with me and the players, and I'd be like, I don't give a fuck who did it. I don't give a fuck because y'all because y'all ain't gonna say shit. Y'all are gonna sit here with the dumbfounded looks on your face you got now. While I'm sitting here talking to you, stupid sons of bitches. But if it happens again, believe this: there will be hell to pay. One way or the other, I will make you pay for fucking embarrassing this this franchise. That is fucking. Coach, do I look like the kind of guy that would smoke marijuana? I don't give a fuck. Put if it on Michael, what if it was Tyron Lue? I don't give a fuck who it was. After, I don't after those two fuck. losses, yeah. Oh, passing I mean, the blunt around. Dude, even in baseball, back in the day, when them fuckers would drink like openly, they would still try to keep it fucking out of the, the line of sight of the fucking press. And there was beer all over the fucking locker rooms. But they weren't fucking, you know, doing... Come on, dude. They weren't fucking doing beer bongs in front of them. They weren't fucking slamming handfuls of greenies in front of the fucking press. All I'm saying I mean, is I'm not going to be surprised if by next end of this week, next week, it was a it was a towel boy or it was you know that, somebody else. It wasn't none of the players. Wasn't the coach. That That's what I'm saying. If it's one, if it's someone like that in the organization, their ass is fucking their ass is grass. No pun intended. They're fucking gone. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and if it was one of the players at that fucking point, you goddamn well better know better. But here's the caveat. It wasn't Cali. Weed's legal there. What if That's some towel boy day. travels to Cleveland like, man, that's a bullshit loss. <laughs> oh, shit. Here come the players. I mean, damn, I get what you guys are saying. over already? <laughs> and, and, yeah. Don't do not get me wrong. It's not like I'm on some shit like, oh, I don't fucking smoke weed. Jesus Christ, I just fucking did an episode of the Weedsman for fuck's sake. If you show up, if you leave that podcast sober, that's your fault. All right, 
Uh, but, I mean, did a top speed of 30 miles an hour the whole way home? <laughs> Let's put it this way. I just put it in cruise at 55 and stayed in the right lane and dug the tunes on the way home. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but no, man. I mean, there's a time and a place for the shit. And right now, you have, look, man, you've got a league who, granted, they're not the NFL as far as image problems. But they have had their share of image problems. And it's a league that is trying to make the jump from only fucking valid in the United States to valid nationwide. I mean, they've been arguably trying to trying to solidify themselves as like the number two sport worldwide since what? The, the dream team, the original dream team, the real dream team. I mean, that's that's like what? 25 years at this point ago. I mean, how many people from the press are you at the NBA finals who are from the foreign press from whatever you want to put your best fucking foot forward. That's what I'm getting at. And you don't need your arguably, I mean, and it, I'm, and I know why they, I, this pisses fucking Earl off. I know this, their flagship team, deservedly so or not, I guarantee you the NBA sees the Cavaliers as their flagship team, having some shit like this swirling around their head. Because what's going to fucking happen? All the fucking teetotal and cocksucking motherfuckers are going to come out of the woodwork and be like, see, that's why they're losing. They're smoking the devil's lettuce. Do you, and do you think the NBA wants to deal with that shit? Seriously? I mean... No, I can't but be the I, only person that remembers what the fucking Giants went through over a party boat pitcher on a day off. I know. Imagine right? if they fucking smelled weed in a Giants locker room after a playoff loss. The but day off. <laughs> but isn't Adam Silver right now known as is probably of the four leagues? He's got the the softest stance on marijuana. I know we know Roger Goodell is Mister Hardline. Yeah, whatever. Baseball He's got to. It doesn't really come up. He has to. Really? Baseball. To. Ba- they got bigger fish to fry with drugs than baseball. I mean, hockey. Eh. Hockey, they, I, hockey, I believe, when they drug test you because it's not on the list of banned substances, there's no, there's no, at least according to Darren McCarty's biography, and granted, he retired going on a decade ago now, so the rules could have changed, but it's not on the, the league's list of banned substances. So if you get caught with it in your system during a drug test, I think it's up to the team to punish the player if they want to. It's not like the league can hand down a suspension for it. Mm. Which, I mean, honestly, it's probably the way it should be. It's not. Look, weed is not going to make you go out there and it may make you play NBA 2K17 better, but it ain't going to make you fucking play real basketball better. And, I mean, you know, I I know people who have worked in – Industries that bring them into contact with NBA players here in Detroit in their homes. And yes, them motherfuckers chief the fuck down all day long when they're not fucking, when they're not at the, at the, at the arena. Some of them do, I would say. I mean, I can't say all of them. And I'm not going to name any names because it's all allegedly, but you know, these are players' names who, if I said them, we'd all know who the fuck they were. So yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's just a story that I that I heard, and as usual, any story that is even the cunt's hair, you can get a, just a, a, a pubic hair of fucking air 
to divide people with, it brings out the fucking maniacs. And everything I was reading was like, oh, my God, they should suspend the whole team, make them forfeit a game. And I'm like, are you serious? And then I was just thinking, like, God, the league doesn't want this bullshit. This is not what they want this fucking finals to be known as. This is supposed to be the Clash of the Titans. Yeah, not this dude, is revenge this or not, repeat. Yeah, this is Clash of the Titans, not, you know, dude, where's my car? So, <laughs> but, yeah, I, 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 I be honest with you, uh, I make no bones about it. have never done it on 52 episodes of this show. Uh, uh, a big old yawn. I do not give a single fuck about this finals. This is going exactly how I thought it would. And until and, and until it's tied up, I don't consider it a series. Well, surprisingly, this is not going any way close to where I thought it was going. I, I don't know if it's because they're getting stoned before the game and after. I don't know what the hell it is. But I thought Cleveland had something to prove that just because you went and got one guy and traded a, a meh player for one of the greatest in the league, that's not going to help you. We're still going to beat you. It wasn't a fluke that we came back 3-1. to one. I mean, I thought they were coming with all guns firing. They got all the rest they needed, all this shit. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be a, a, a series, actually. I was kind of worried for Golden State, but yeah, no. <laughs> not even close. I, mean, I recall uh, somebody who sits in my chair saying, don't be surprised if Golden State comes out. And it makes Cleveland look foolish. I don't know. I remember it. Maybe I don't. Sound a little like me. Just saying. You took a good team and you added a crazy good weapon. This is, I mean, to me, though, this is kind of like when Michigan football wins. It's like, all right, okay, you're supposed to do this. But, you know, I also remember last year. Let's see you close it out. All right. Last year, Rich and I were probably saying some of the same shit. Like, well, thanks for coming out, Cleveland. You're down 0-2. But we know what happened. So, Golden State, you added Kevin Durant for a reason. Finish this motherfucker out. And we can stop talking about basketball before the 4th of July. Well, I, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's all there is to it. That's, that's why I said, I, I, really, I really wish that sometimes the... The, the the group chat that we have, we could fucking somehow put on the air because I think you guys fucking shot your loads with each other uh, in, in the group chat about the, about this entire series. And I'm like, I know you don't, I know you don't, neither of you fucking think I'm going to come in and rescue this topic because I just don't give a fuck. I mean. No, not by any means. I'm not the one with rabbit ears about LeBron. I'm not pretending you, I'll, I don't have him. I'll no, honest, he I'll, thinks, every, I don't. I know for a fact that the listeners of this podcast have heard me say, I do not hate LeBron. Not as a player. As a person, the boy's got issues. I'm just saying. As a player, the man's a great player. He's a hell of a player. He is not the next anything. He is LeBron James. And he's a great piece to a puzzle. You put people around him that are good, he's going to win. Period. Yeah, but... The, the you, problem is, you, is they're not showing up to, to this series. Can you accept that this push to label him the next Jordan has been all marketing, all Nike, all his, all his, his PR people, and the people trying to pump up his name since he came into the league, and ESPN? I don't know any basketball fan who 
is a hardcore basketball fan that thinks he's fucking as good as or better than Michael Jordan. And yet every time some fucking talking head blow-dried jackass on ESPN farts something that sounds like he's as good as Michael Jordan, you go into fucking tailspin mode, and next thing I know, I got 45 minutes to an hour of fucking notifications going off because you're fucking (laughs) having an argument half the time with yourself in the fucking group chat. So that's what that's that's to me, that's the most interesting thing coming out of this finals is watching you fucking implode anytime anyone mentions his name in the same breath as Michael Jordan. And I, here's the thing. Who the fuck compares him to Michael Jordan outside of the people I named? And everybody everybody I named has a stake financially in pushing him as the next great thing. I mean, I, we, I think we all can agree he's not even the best player in the NBA at this moment. I've said right. it. I think his career is out, has peaked, and he's on the downside of the mountain, all right? If he was in a fucking tractor trailer and he's going down the mountain, his Jake breaks coming on trying to slow his ass the way he don't end up in a fucking truck runoff lane. That's it. All right. He's done the greatest shit he's ever going to do. There might be glimpses of it here and there on the way out, but he's probably, he's probably got an ego the size of fucking Shaq's nasty ass feet. And he's fucking going to probably, instead of going out in a blaze of glory and going out on top, he's probably dumb enough that he's going to try to hang in there. Now, this I will compare him to Jordan, like Jordan did, and he's going to go out as a fucking joke of his former self. He's going to go out as the butt of jokes. It's going to taint his whole career, just like it did with Jordan. His ass should have stayed retired, or he should have looked at the Bulls and said, I'm done with the Bulls. I want to take I want to do something different in the NBA, and if that require and 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 it's going to be something in ownership, and if that requires me to come out of retirement at some time, the Bulls you ain't going to sell to me. So I'm just going to walk away from the Bulls and give me a few years to figure out what I'm going to do. No, what did he do? He came out of retirement and embarrassed himself for a couple fucking seasons. Congratulations, a lot of fucking lot of the greats do it. I mean, you can argue fucking Gretzky embarrassed himself the last couple seasons with the Rangers. I mean, it happens. But I, what, what I'm getting at is I, I, don't, I don't see this, like, groundswell of support for, for, uh, of, of the, the common people when basketball is brought up that anybody says LeBron is as good as or greater than Michael Jordan, except for the people I named. And it, I totally accept it, and I totally agree with you, Rich. I'm just not letting him get away with it. I'm putting it on you know, this record and every every other record. It's not happening. Here's the bitch. Like I'll, I'll throw some fuel on the Jordan fire for you, Earl. Because I, I I got got a couple nuggets for you. Because uh, for when we recorded, I will put this out there. All right, he he won younger and more often than Jordan. And if you do realize, Jordan's run didn't start till he was north of thirty. A LeBron story still being written. So the the three nuggets I wanted to throw on the Jordan fight. He, he's also been to more finals than Jordan as of this year. Jordan went to six. LeBron is in his seventh finals this year. Jordan won every one of them. LeBron's yeah. three and four, possibly three and five. Yeah, but LeBron won three titles before Jordan even won one. But Jordan has won six. Yes, but LeBron is still playing. Jordan didn't start winning till he was about LeBron's age. Just saying. Uh-huh. Just and as Rich said, he's on the downslope of his career. I'll be shocked just, if he stays in Cleveland, and if he does, I'll be well surprised if they make it back to the finals. See, he's a defending NBA champ. He's a defending NBA Finals MVP. Last year, he put that team on his back when Love went down and then Irving went down. Just saying, don't count him out yet. Let Cleveland, let Cleveland miss the playoffs. 
Let LeBron miss a finals before we start calling him done. Bubba, even if he wins, he's still 4-4. Four and four. 70% of the last decade, he's gone to the NBA finals. I think that deserves a uh, little bit of credit. And, and 60% of the 90s was Jordan. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. LeBron is still being written. What if he goes on like a fucking five championship run that started last year? What if okay. Golden State blows? They're up to nothing. Mm-hmm. They haven't won it yet. Yeah, I don't see it happening, bro. What if LeBron ends up like eight rings? <laughs> I guess that's the, it's the only argument anybody who feels thinks, I mean genuinely feels this way, that isn't pushing this narrative because they want to sell more whatever to cash in on LeBron's name. That's the only argument they could have is if LeBron ends his career with eight rings, Jordan's got six, boom. If it's if, if the bottom line is championships, that's that's going to be their argument. It's Yo, not my end-all, be-all. All right. It, well, too, how about compare playoff appearances? Well, hang too, on. LeBron's probably gone way more hang than on. Jordan. LeBron had to go to South Beach and be part of, of not just a big three with Bosh and, and Wade, but he had outside perimeter help from Mike Miller, Ray Allen. and I mean, when he went back to Cleveland, it's the same thing. He had to get Love. He had to get Kyrie. Michael Jordan wasn't the only player on his team. But Michael Jordan did it with whoever came onto the fucking Bulls, bro. It didn't matter who came onto the Bulls. Curry, yeah, Scotty Pippen by PJ, his side the whole time. Pippen. And that's the only staple he had. Just Scotty Pippen. Everything else was a revolving door. And like I said in previous podcast on here, have you ever seen Bill Cartwright shoot? Stop it. Didn't matter who was on that team. Jordan won. Period. End of file. Do we want to, or, I think James. I think James said it best himself. I need help. Yes, sir. Yeah. Here's a statistic, LeBron, or I should say, uh, fans of Jordan don't like. Let's talk about Jordan's record without Phil Jackson. It's a bunch of goose eggs. If we're talking about championships and shit. To be fair, the though, only time he didn't have he, Phil Jackson's when he went to the Wizards. No, he didn't have Phil Jackson. No, Jackson's he didn't. Need, he had career, Doug dude. Collins on, in the early '90s when the Pistons kept whooping his ass. Dude, and he was the, a rookie in '87. Stop it, Jordan. He's like '84. What are you talking about? Well, fuck it. I was going to try to defend you, but if your stupid ass is going to argue against my fucking defense of you before you even hear it, go ahead, dummy. Dig your fucking hole on your own, stupid. I don't know what, what do you want me to fucking say. Jesus Christ, he tried to defend the guy, and he starts fucking digging a hole for himself. Dude, you did say multiple times, without Phil Jackson, the guru behind that bench, that Jordan didn't win shit. It took him, Jordan, Pippen, and a rotating cast of people. You've said that multiple times. That's that's not a slam against Jordan. That's a slam against fucking the GM of the fucking Bulls for not finding and putting in a better coach. Before they did, Jordan. Do you think Jordan walked into fucking the Bulls owner's office and said, "I want this coach fired, and I want another coach in there"? After the end of every season, he didn't win a championship. In the middle of a season where he had a winning record, hell, fuck no. It was a different fucking NBA back then. They just said, "Look, man, you sell tickets and shit, and, I, and we're glad that Nike gives you a lot of money, but get the fuck out of my office. You ain't the fucking owner, and you definitely ain't the GM." Fuck on. That was not the way the NBA worked back then. It took Jordan becoming Jordan for players to feel that they got the balls to walk around and pull what LeBron did. 
what was what three years ago he fucking had his coach fired in the middle of the season yeah <laughs> i winning coach at that that's what i'm saying is it funny to anybody else that brown used to coach lebron in cleveland and now coached warriors two to oh in the finals against lebron it's not funny it's it's he knows the team schemes he knows how they play he coached them that's just yeah. good coaching I mean, you can, you can, for the record, Michael Jordan was number one pick, 1984. Michael Jordan was in the league for almost 10 years before he won championship. That's another strike against him when you put him versus LeBron. LeBron was in the league for what, three, four years before he won a championship? No. The best thing I could say, and, and I've said this before, you can't compare these two. It was two different times. That's just like the argument, and I said this in the chat, Chris, the the argument between is is James the next Jordan or not really isn't selling with anybody because everybody, including Jordan himself, said, yeah, right. So they came up with the story of the Warriors versus the Bulls. This year's Warriors versus the 95 Bulls. 95-96 Bulls. Who would win? You can't do that. 96-97 Bulls, dude. So what, the Bulls that, that won most games in history? Yeah. As in 96-97. But, yeah, I get Well, I mean, dude, I get your point. The, and the Bulls again, would win because if you can't touch Jordan, I mean, he scores like 60 points a game. That's just it. You could still – you could touch anybody, bro. LeBron in the league eight years before he wins a championship. I was going to say, 2012, yeah. his first one. And – wow. All right. Jordan in the league, seven years. Their first one was in 1991. Wow. They but started winning again, a lot earlier than I thought. Once again, when Jordan went, when Jordan was drafted, it was after how many years of college? Three. I mean, yeah, LeBron came right out of high school to the pros. I mean, that, that even to, even in today's NBA, they make you, they make you do your one year at a college. Yeah, Jordan was you know, 21 when he got drafted. LeBron was 18. 18. <laughs> 12. <laughs> I mean, I, look, even as even because that was back like when when all the LeBron, when the LeBron hype train was building. That was back when I was like really starting to just lose interest in the NBA. I was like, it's turned into a pussy ass game. Blah blah blah, and I was paying attention. But not not as much as you know as I used to. But I mean, I can still admit that you know <laughs> the LeBron hype train started long before he he was ever fucking drafted. I mean, I remember I remember you know stories him being especially in Ohio and us being just north of him here in Michigan. You'd hear about him, you know. The, oh, this high school phenom dominates on the court. It's a men among boys, blah, blah, blah. Every cliche you could throw out there, they were throwing out there about the guy. And I just remember thinking, clear as fucking day, having this discussion with friends at the time, boy, he better be as good as advertised, because if he's not, a lot of people are going to have egg on their face. And yeah, I worked at a screen printing shop who makes up uh, a lot of the the shirts you see that say, well, in fact, all the shirts you see that says Crosby Crybaby. And has the penguin crying on the front in '87 that says "Cry Baby" on it, where it would normally say Crosby. Well, they did the whole, they did the exact same thing for Le, for, for LeBron when he went to Cleveland. 
you know, basically calling them out. Oh, what? You can't stay. You can't stick with the team and win. You got to go fucking join, you know, a powerhouse team to do to do this shit. And he was taking heat then. He hadn't won shit then. I mean, I and I maintain this. I maintain this, man. If he had not had that stupid fucking TV show to announce where he was going, if he'd have just had a press conference, sat down, I've signed with fucking Miami. I feel it's my best chance to win. I got nothing but love for my hometown team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and been at least a little humble at that point. He wouldn't have as much hate as he has for him. Cleveland would have hated him, but Cleveland was going to hate him until he came back anyways. The rest of the country wouldn't look at him like, you know, oh, you're a jackass. Because what, what was the infamous fucking saying? Not one, not two, not three, not four. I mean, they were already crowding themselves. They hadn't done a goddamn thing yet. So that's to me, that's what started the hate train going big time. Yeah, humility has never been the guy's strong suit. My biggest problem was that he came back to Cleveland after winning in South Beach and thought he was the shit. Like, come on, man. Well, he was. <laughs> bro, bro, he wasn't. He wasn't. Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't even want to bother bringing up numbers I, I, I to you. Just, I it just matter. told you the people he had around him. Stop it. You also tried to tell me that last finals he didn't that he had nothing to do with them winning. He was that finals MVP and averaged almost a triple double. Like, well, good for him. Absolutely had something to do with them winning last year. He had an MVP last night and lost, bro. Say something. What do you mean? There wasn't an MVP of the game last night. What are you talking about? I said he he had a triple double last night and lost. Yeah, correct. Okay, then. So you're judging his entire career based on one performance in no, one I'm final not judging game. That's your barometer. That's your yardstick. I'm trying to tell you that he went to South Beach and had a whole cast of people that pushed him to win. Yes, he was a part of that puzzle. Go LeBron. You could argue but that's what came, Durant's doing right now. He came back to Cleveland like he was the big shit, and he wasn't. What? He went right to the NBA Finals. Yeah, and he lost to Golden State, but then he came back the next year and won. And now he's in the Finals again. Is that is that what a sucky player is? Is that is that just because he's an average player? Come on, man. Again, cast crew around him. Yes, he's the man. Look at this finals. It's perfect thing. Same LeBron James. He's the man. Triple double and all, and he still lost because his cast and crew didn't show up. Well, too, he's but he's he's playing the 2017 version of the dream team. Quite honestly, no one. I find it interesting. Nobody's bringing that up. I've brought that in, up in multiple this times. Talk about the all stars that are on the Golden State. Are you kidding? No. Everybody, and it's probably because Steph Curry's a nice guy. No one wants to throw any shade Golden State's way. But, right, they are exactly what everyone was hating on the heat for on the late 2000s, you know, early 2010s. That's exactly what Golden State is right now, especially with the, with the move that Durant made. Like, and remember, everyone was talking the same big shit last year about Golden State, and Cavaliers came back and won from down 3-1. Once again, Curry was injured. LeBron, uh, Kevin, ah, can't even speak. Green was suspended. So Kevin Love didn't play for half the playoffs. And Kyrie Irving was injured for most of the finals. Hence, it was 3-1 to one in the series. They still won. They came back from 3-1, and they won. Right, Let's because play. Curry got injured, Green got suspended, Irving came back, Love came back at the same time. It's not Let's, coincidence, bro. Let's, let's play the what-if game for a sec. 
All right. LeBron wears number 23, obviously, because Jordan was his favorite player. It's an honor to his favorite player. To me, that's not a big deal. Guys wearing numbers of guys that they idolized growing up doesn't mean that they're comparing themselves to the, them guys. All right. But let's say in an alternate universe, from the minute he was drafted, LeBron said, I'm not Michael Jordan. I'm not Magic Johnson. I'm not nobody but fucking LeBron James. I don't want to be compared to anybody, but to my, I, I just, my, when, when I'm done and I'm over, my stats are my stats, and that's who I am. Would the, do you guys think there would be th- as much animosity for him? And he kept that humble attitude. Let me, I have to add that in there. And he kept that type of attitude through his career. Do you think there would be as much animosity for him as there is? Nope. Absolutely not. Because most of the problems I got with the guy is his lack of humility. Mine too. That is all my problems with LeBron James. His off-court but, antics. But I guess there's the difference between me and you is I guess I'm willing to admit that there's a part of him that I think is allowed to kind of act like that. Because look at the numbers. I mean, yeah, is it a douchebag thing to do? Sure. But he's a millennial. Isn't that just part of the whole shtick with them anyways? Like, I don't know. Like, I'd be more riled up, I guess, if he had, like, this crazy attitude of, like, I'm the man, and then his numbers were just very pedestrian. You know, kind of like, well, what's it, Lonzo Ball? Like, you know, where's your head? Where's this hubris coming from? Your numbers aren't that Here's the thing, Chris. Here's the thing. Steph Curry has just sick Sick, sick numbers, especially mm-hmm. when it relates to three points. Well, he's just, okay? he's a better class. He's a class act. His, his exactly. He's right. extremely, extremely humble because he knows that he has Draymond Green. He, he has Iguodala. He has Kevin Durant. He has Clay. He has people that assist him in getting those numbers because if he doesn't want to shoot, he could pass it to any of those people. And at any point in time, people are trying to double-team said people. So without them, Steph Curry isn't who Steph Curry is. That's the same thing with LeBron. And that is my only problem with him is he's not humble. He's not truthful to himself. He tries to make it out to be more than he is. Great, you got the most points in the playoffs. Woohoo! Look at your surrounding cash, you dick. You actually had to switch teams to get a championship because you weren't good enough by your damn self in your hometown or your home state, whatever. See, I think that's the, I think that's the unfair part where you throw that out. Like that's something that he and him alone has ever done. Yeah. That's he the, nature, not that's the, first the nature to do that. That is not even the nature of the NBA alone. That is the nature of sports these days. That is how sports work in the free agent period. And it's been, what, 45 years since the, the free agent floodgates opened? Literally, with Kurt Flood. Pun definitely intended on that one. I mean, I, to me, that's, that's a criticism that sounds like, gee, I wish I could go back to the 50s where women were in the kitchen and those Negroes knew their place. I mean, it's, it's, it's an old man fucking gripe, dude. They, the, the free agent period, the free agent era is older than all of us. To bitch about players using it to their advantage is retarded. It's like saying, well, none of of Babe Ruth's home run records are are, are valid because he didn't play in a dead ball era. Huh? The game changed. It happens. 
there was one point not too long in the in the in the in the past that the forward pass wasn't even fucking the preferred method of moving the ball in football. I, I mean, are, are we going to go back and say we want to go back to that? Because these 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 stats are artificial. All these fucking passing records are bullshit. I mean, it's believe me, Earl. As 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 much as I can bring myself to care about this argument, to me, that's the one hole in your in your argument. Is the whole well he left to go to a team that could win a championship with players do that all the time. Man. My only my only reason for saying that, Rich, is he came in with the I'm the King James attitude. He was not humble from the get go. He was like you said, all hype. We heard it all the way up in Detroit. Okay, well show me something, son. And he couldn't. He didn't. He has. Not what a- are you talking about? He's got three championships. He has now, he has now bro. After being to South Beach, where he won two of those, surrounded by hellified players, coming back to Cleveland again, being surrounded by hellified talent. But that's exactly what Kevin Durant is doing. It's exactly the same situation. Exactly, a hundred percent agree with you. Kevin Durant left OKC to be in a place where he could be surrounded by hellified talent and possibly win a championship. You're absolutely right. But he ain't coming out saying that he's the shit and he's the king and. You know, fire this coach and kiss my ass. I'm staying overnight with my posse, and that coach is stupid forever saying it. He's never, he doesn't come out and say any of that. Matter of fact, Kevin Durant came out and said, you know what? Win or lose this championship, I just want to play basketball. Oops. It's always easy for millionaires to say things like that, by the way. Win or lose, I just want to play ball, man. Yeah. Must be nice. I'm just well, saying. We'll, he, we'll see. He, talked, he had to walk uh, the walk. Well, By the time this show is posted, game three will have been played. And they're either going to be up 3-0 or it's going to be 2-1. You know, it's... But if you're Cleveland, man, right now, you got to figure something out. You're coming home. You just got embarrassed in the other team's house. Don't let them do it to you at home. Okay. With that all being said, answer that question, Chris. The what Bulls question? or Warriors? Uh, I mean, the Bulls, because... I mean, with with the way the game is played now, like I said, if you can't touch Michael Jordan, like he's he's scoring sick amount of points per game. Oh God! No, yeah. you're playing with the rules in '96, though. Bulls, it, it, Dude, it already even, happened. Even Bulls, in, even in '96, man. Even with the fucking protect the superstar set of rules that the NBA had <laughs> at that point. It had been ingrained into every official. They still were getting away with shit that they they'd like. They drag a motherfucker off the court, throw him under the jail, go dig up his dead ass granny, and put fucking five in her for the shit that they did back in the nineties. These players, I, I I have I have no doubt in my mind. These players that are putting up numbers like they are, if they had to play, damn sure in the eighties. They wouldn't put these numbers up. And just a little under damn sure, so just kind of like sure, they wouldn't put them up in the 90s. So I wonder I, if Steph Curry's able to go off as much as he does if he's playing against a 90s defense. No. I mean, it's it's like, okay, it's like when we were talking about uh, last episode with, you know, Penguins GM coming out crying about Sidney Crosby. Crosby is getting eight. I mean, a sliver of a taste of what it was like to play in the 80s and 90s. And, you know, what for, 
I hate to say it, to his credit, he's learned to keep his mouth shut and let his GM do his whining for him. But still, by proxy, he's whining through his GM. But, I mean, now take him and put him back in the Rocket Richard, Gordie Howe era. Oh, yeah, he's fast. He's a lot more skilled. Problem is, he ain't going to be able to get up to fucking top speed and showcase them skills because they're going to drill his ass in the fucking corner every chance they fucking get. He's going to be eating be elbows. Skid, Mark. <laughs> yeah, that motherfucker would have no teeth. He's going to be fucking eating elbows left, right, and center. And the first time he took a dive like he did, the benches would clear, and half the team that he's playing against bench would be beating the shit out of him for taking that dive. It's just a different era of the game, and it, that applies to the NBA. I mean, look at the look at look at the shit that fuck look at the shit that went on with with. The Pistons and the Celtics in the eighties, like really, They're like bad go, boys for a reason. Go back and go back and just watch highlights of those of those games. I mean, I I don't think these players would stand a chance. I just don't. They, maybe some of them, if if they had to, and they came up in that was the game they came up into. Draymond Green, they, Greenwood, they they could tough it out. They could learn to they could learn to adapt. But, I mean, we're talking players who've been coddled and fucking held, you know, handled with kids' gloves all their careers. I mean, and, you know, maybe I'm drawing a, a, a line of correlation and I shouldn't, but I see when we talk about LeBron and the hype coming up around him when he was coming into the league, when he was still in high school. In the hockey world, that was the same hype with Sidney Crosby. And I had conversations with people who were very knowledgeable hockey fans who were like, he's going to come into the league and he's going to shatter Gretzky's records. And I looked at them and I said, I don't give a fuck how good this douchebag is that you're pumping his name up like this. He will never sniff Gretzky's scoring record. I will put everything I own on that. When his career is over, come find me. I'll bet everything I own against everything you own because you're going to be signing over your house, your car, your wife. You can keep your little fucking tax breaks. I don't want them fucking little snot-nosed brats. You're going to be signing over everything else to me because I'm going to own it. Because he ain't going to get even close to it. Don't even try that shit. He got in the league. There was little murmurs from people who were trying to hype him up as he's better than Gretzky. First season went by. Uh-uh. Second season went by. Nope. They definitely shut their fucking mouth. For whatever reason, people about around LeBron have never shut their mouths. And at a certain point, LeBron should have been... Like I said, looked at his people, looked at Nike and said, would you people shut the fuck up? You're doing nothing but painting a target on my back. I've already come into the league hyped up beyond belief. Got a bunch of animosity directed my way from every player I play against. The last thing I need is you drawing more attention to me and painting a larger target on my back with this better than Jordan nonsense. But he didn't. And now you have what you have. You have people who fucking go, oh, well, He's the greatest player in the NBA. And then you have people who fucking swear to God, turn into fortune 500 CEOs with PowerPoint presentations and a laser pointer to show you where you're fucking wrong. Uh, The game, the game is completely different. Going back to the original question, the game's completely different. The players are completely different. The mentality of the players is completely different than it was 20, 20 years ago. I just find it funny. Just interesting. If you will, that the mainstream media that has been pumping LeBron, best player in the league, best player ever, 
better than Mike, got a scoring title in the playoffs, blah, 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 has turned away from him because of his performance, his team's performance, if you will, in this finals. And when, you know, because like I told you guys, you know, he had a triple-double, and he still lost by almost 20 points. And uh, the well, mainstream media started, is like, what? Hey, Mingley. I man, cut him some, two out of the starting five haven't shown it's, up, man. Listen, Golden State, me, right? I said the mainstream media. Golden State's been on fire. Like they are, Golden State's firing on all cylinders. Well, that's the like, that's the storyline now. They've left LeBron James high and dry. They're like, uh, uh, maybe next year, sir. So this Warrior team is absolutely unbeatable. Is it the greatest team ever? Could they beat the Bulls? I'm like, wow, dude, you just dropped him like a terrible habit. Yeah, yeah, give him. They got to fill airtime, man. Got to give them something to talk about. I mean, do you, I mean, really? Do you want to sit? And what would you rather see? Would you rather see the talking head sitting there wasting airtime, sitting there hating on him for two days in between games, or actually talking about the Golden State team that's just fucking outclassing the Cavaliers? I, I just find it funny that they have to eat crow because he's not as great as they want him to be. This season still being written, man. The story's still being written. The, the problem with the story is still being written, Chris, is what's already been written. It's a Hall of Fame career still. I, I don't get what you're... Okay. All right. It's a Hall of Fame career. You're right. But he's not the best in the business. Like, you're just painting this picture, I guess, that you think he's like some kind of like 11th or 12th man. I mean, the man is still achieved. No. He's, he's one, two, and three. Pick your poison. But you need two and three, and sometimes four. In a case against Golden State, you need all five of them, motherfuckers. <laughs> you, need all, you need all 12 against this Golden State team. That's I mean, true. Just, I mean, even if they play shitty compared to how they've been playing, they still probably win by what, five? Here's, you know, maybe seven? Here's, here's, I guess, where I'm siding with Earl on this aspect of the of the debate <clears throat> is I don't think any team that I've ever been a fan of that has had as much hype surrounding them and then when they fail have had as many people make excuses for them. Case in point, 06, 2012 Tigers, 95 96 Red Wings. I just, I've never heard any excuses made for my teams, even from fucking fans. I mean, even if you go back to the Red Wings, the 87 88 team, you know, you talk to Red Wings fans, they all go, God damn, we ran into that fucking Edmonton team that was like, you know, half the team was fucking future all stars. You know, what do we do? Of course, we didn't stand a fucking chance. And the media seems to every fucking time that something with LeBron happens, once again, it's the media. I, I'm, I'm totally admitting that. They're the ones that push this hype train and get it going. But they, they always have some sort of excuse or a but waiting in the wings. Well, yes, he lost, but. Well, that's not how sports is supposed to be. Look, injuries are a part of the game. No one wants to hear... Well, well, so-and-so was injured. And, and that doesn't, okay, what the fuck does that mean? It means nothing. Well, if he wasn't injured, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And, you know, once again, if I was born with a 12-inch cock, I'd be doing porn. But I wasn't. 
All right, so can we deal with reality instead of what you wish was reality? And that is annoying, I have to admit. Just even even as the most casual of casual fucking NBA f- you know, uh, watchers, I won't even say fans, it is annoying because I see people making excuses for him and his failures in his career all the time. They always have some reason to be like, oh, yeah, well, but this happened. Instead of going, you know what? He was outplayed. He's a great player. He's got great stats, but he was outplayed in that in those finals. Or he was he ran into a better team than the team he was on. And I don't know if that's a, a byproduct of the times we live in, to where everybody's a winner, no one's a loser, or if that's because these people fucking really do believe what the, you know what they're saying. I tend to think yeah. it's it's probably more the the former than the latter. I think it's definitely a byproduct of the times we live in because now more than ever, people hate to admit that they're wrong and they'll go to great lengths to prove why they're still right. And that's why they keep making excuses for this man, especially in sports. All right. You have a bunch of fucking alpha males. No one wants to admit that they're not the best. That's how can we have the cliche of, well, you know, uh, we're the better team. They just, uh, they outplayed us today. You hear that all the time in football. You know, we're the better team, but, you know, they outplayed us today. In hockey, it's, well, you know, they got the, they got the, the better they bounce. They got a lucky bounce. Yeah. You hear that all the time. You know, I, would, I, guess, I guess you could go and say in the NBA, the version of it is, well, you know, the refs call the game the way they do, and I'm not going to say anything more because I don't want to end up fined by the NBA. I've heard that for a long time now from players who are disgruntled about a loss. It's just... I, I don't. I that's. I guess that's my major beef with the whole LeBron. You know, the whole world of LeBron. I mean, it's just like, come on, guys. You know, no one wins all the time. No one comes in and has a thousand. You know, uh, win percentage. Nobody. And yeah, sometimes players don't play up to their ability. Players choke. You know, players take that last shot and they miss it. I think that was one of the valid criticisms of LeBron's early, the the very beginning of his career is he didn't want to be the guy taking the final shot. I I thought that was a very valid criticism of him. And if you look at why he didn't want to be the guy taking the final shots, because he didn't want it. He wasn't thinking, if I make this, I'm the hero. He was thinking, if I don't make this, I'm the scapegoat. All I'm going to hear is what happened to King James, what happened to the, you know, the best ever. What happened to as good as Jordan? So he didn't even, he didn't even, well, fuck it. Here, give someone else the ball. And that probably goes with um, just where you're at emotionally. I mean, you got to remember, in the league at 18, you know? I mean, I'm sure if he's three years older when he moves to Miami, we probably don't even get that I'm taking my talents to South Beach. You know, we probably get a press conference that's a blip on the 6 o'clock news Talking about how LeBron James is going to Miami now. Well, I think there's yeah. something. Be, how sorry, old was he when, when when he moved to Miami? Uh, if he was drafted in 2003, he, he went in 2010, so he'd have been 26. Yeah, man. I mean, think about where you're at at 26. Like you are. In but the, he's also got 90 million dollars out the gate from fucking Nike. So you can't think but, where you're at just at 26. No, it's just your at your development at 26. You are, fr- you are fresh out of being a teenage teenage. You know what I'm saying? You're fresh out of the teenage mindset, 
You know, you're oh, in your yeah. mid twenties. You're starting to thinking, oh, I'm grown. You know, you're an adult kinda at 26. I mean, 26 now is different than 26 like 50 years ago. But at 26, you know, uh, it, there's a little swagger to your step, if you know what I'm saying. Like, oh, definitely, because I mean, he's he was hyped up from what middle school people mm-hmm. were fucking pinning their hopes on him so that means he was tapping the finest of fine ass at his high school was handing was getting handed everything he never even fucking considered college so that means he could fucking take money well, he probably and couldn't. He, he could take money what are you talking and, about he printed a scholarship like a motherfucker he went to the nba well, no, because ncaa rule says that if he takes all that money from other people and sponsors and shit. That's you what can't I'm be saying. in college. That's why if if the if the one and done rule had been in effect, maybe his high school a little his high school career would have been a little bit different. I mean, for him on a personal level, but I mean on a personal level, to where there is no one and done rule, to where you can go directly from high school to the pros. There's no reason for him to fucking even consider college. He's he's never going to get a degree that's going to make him the money that he was going to make the minute he was drafted first overall and Nike handed him a contract. And that's before he even signed the contract from the team who drafted him. No fucking I I don't he could be a brain surgeon he wasn't going to make that much money. All right. And I mean and that comes with what? To 10 years of college. So I mean he he was living a life that we can't even fucking imagine through high school. And then he comes in the league, and yeah, I mean, Nike hands him, what, almost $100 million for being him? And he hasn't even fucking taken one warm-up shot yet? I mean, that's, that, would fuck with, that would fuck with people who are completely 100% wired, quote-unquote, right, and have their mind in the right spot and are very mature for their age, let alone your average 26-year-old. I get what you're saying, Chris, and I think it's a very valid point. I'm saying, too, give any of the three of us a $100 million contract at 18 years old and see if any of us see 30. Motherfucker, I would not be here. <laughs> exactly. They'd, I'd, I'd have been in a 27 club. They'd have been burying me at 27. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? <laughs> Like we didn't know you could you could blow out a liver, kidneys, lungs, and heart by twenty seven. This motherfucker, that's first round Hall of Fame self destruction. <laughs> <No, right? laughs> and and yeah, you paid for just, how I'm many just, transplants? Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying if LeBron makes that if he switches when he's twenty nine instead of twenty six, it's probably a lot more subdued. It's like, hey, thanks for, you know, everything Cleveland, but it's time for me to you know, it's my dream is little boys to win NBA. You know what I'm saying? He's more adult about it at 29, also, at 26. There's got to be something said for going to college. And college coaches are notorious for not. They don't have to walk on eggshells around their quote-unquote star players. I've never met a college or never read of a successful college coach who was afraid to get neck deep in his star player's ass if he felt the need to be. Because on t- on the timeline, those players could be gone after three years. The longest they're staying is five. That coach, if he's a good coach, like I mean, I I hate to bring him up, but I'm just saying for longevity, like a Joe Paterno type coach or a uh, uh, shit. Oh God damn it! I'm drawing a blank. He play he coached Indiana and would go off all the fucking time. Bobby Knight Bobby type Knight. coach. All right, he knew his job was fucking safe 
I mean, it was. If you look at Bobby Knight, it was only his shenanigans in practice with grabbing his players and gripping them up around their fucking neck and rough and and, and basically shoving them on the court where he wanted them during practice and shit. That only became a problem when he started losing. When you're when he was winning, he had carte blanche to treat those players how the fuck he wanted to. And believe me, when you were being recruited by Indiana and you sat down across the desk or in in the living room of Bobby Knight, that motherfucker wasn't promising you a rose garden. And you knew it. So if you signed on the line that is dotted, that's on you, motherfucker. That's like signing up for the Marines and then crying that they're yelling at you the minute you get off the bus at Paris Island. You know what you signed up for. Don't act like you didn't know this was coming. So there's something to be said for Jordan going to college for three years. That, and being humbled in that way by having a coach who, even if he's a father figure, part of, part of being a parent is making your child do things they don't want to do. I mean, even a player like Iverson, who is as bullheaded and as strong-willed as fucking any player that ever fucking played in the NBA, had a love-hate relationship with the coaches who, after he, you know, when his career was winding down, he can, he, he, you know, he said, they're the reason I'm the man I am. They're the reason that I, they taught me how to take responsibility for the shit that I had done. Because he wasn't learning that in high school when he was told he was the shit. And it was here, smoke this, and here, we got four bitches lined up to suck your dick, Bubba Chuck, Bubba Chuck, and we got this and this and this and this. He wasn't getting that in high school. So LeBron went from that to the pros. And he also, well, I mean, he's lucky enough to be in the sport where one person can change the course of a team. If he joined a football team, he'd have went through what a lot of players go through. You got to think about it. Think about a guy like Peyton Manning, perfect example. You know he was the best player on his high school team. All right, yeah, he never won a national championship in, in college, but he was fucking constantly in the news. Then he goes to Indiana, and he stinks it up his first season. He gets his first taste of failure on the pro level. I mean, that's, that's you know, guys like, you know, Sue or Megatron or, you know, whoever. Guys who have been the best players in their high school, in their Very county, serious. in their, yeah, in their state. And were the best player on their college team now get drafted number one by the worst team in the league, and they and they get a they get a front row seat for getting a foot in your ass, and they don't know how to deal with it. He was very lucky that he joined, like I said, that he played the one sport where he could come in, and one person can make a difference. The minute Cleveland drafted him, they became a contender. I don't think that's can can any can can either of you argue against that? Nope. Uh-uh. I'm not saying they obviously didn't win anything, but they were in they were in the, they were in the talk and they were in the hunt. They're in the playoffs this first season. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot to put on a fucking on a. On a Has kid. LeBron ever not been to the playoffs? No, not that. Not that if he if he has missed the playoffs, I drank myself stupid that season because I do not remember it. And I'm pretty sure if LeBron missed the playoffs, we would be hearing about it. All over Sports Center. I mean, it would have been something that we remember very vividly. Well, to push your point home, Rich, uh, the person that was drafted right after LeBron was Carmelo Anthony, who went to Syracuse. It actually looks like his first season. He they did not the first make season? the playoffs. That's probably why we heard as little about it as, or I, I don't remember it because they probably didn't fucking. If it had been his fifth season, that'd have been a fucking lead story for. Well, maybe it. Well, maybe he's in his third season because you t- you. 
uh, click on his playoff stats, they start in 2006. However, every year since 2006, he's he's been in the playoffs for a decade. I mean, that's a decade straight. That's no small feat. So I guess Cleveland did not go his first couple seasons. My bad, everybody. Shit all over my point. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Because but, your point is is cemented by what I was trying to tell you. Carmelo Anthony was in college, and there was a huge debate who would, who they would take, Carmelo Anthony or LeBron James. But they ended up taking LeBron James. Carmelo Anthony went to Seattle and no, he went uh, to Denver. Or did he? Did he go to Denver? Yes. Yeah, and wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, no, there was it was him and Wade. One, yeah, LeBron, because it was, it was like it was, it was LeBron, Wade. it was Wade. Wasn't it Darko? Yes, Darko <laughs> went before Darko went before Carmelo because when the Pistons won the championship, she got up there at the championship parade and said Carmelo who, and handed the mic to Darko Milicic, the human victory cigar. Yep. Oh my I remember God. that clear as day. I remember that so much. Well, that's the only time you saw that motherfucker when the game was over with. They were putting him out there <laughs> when they needed to. If you saw him. Darko, we won. <laughs> <laughs> but, the palace you know, would chant that man's name. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, and here's, here's another story that is it, it has to do with LeBron, and I, I want to pivot a little bit into it. The The story about Jason Whitlock saying LeBron has never experienced racism or real racism, whatever the fuck he said. Um, I got to say this. I don't give a fuck how hyped he was in high school, how much money he got from Nike, how much money he got from his first contract, whatever the fuck. All right. That does not mean a person has never experienced racism in this country ever. Let's be honest here. I mean, that's like saying because you're born rich, you've never had a bad day in your life. Right, but his uh, Los Angeles home, LeBron's Los Angeles home, got graffitied with racial slurs. I understand. What I'm talking about is in day-to-day life, there are people who are so deeply racist they don't give a fuck how much money you got you're never going to be anything but subhuman to them in fact i've actually heard people say that shit about about black players in sports oh just because you give a monkey money doesn't make them a, a human being i've actually heard people say shit like that now if that ain't if i that ain't, have to if that ain't someone being racist i don't know what the fuck is so i don't get where whitlock's coming from on that I do understand what he was trying to say. He was try I think what he was trying to say and I'm and and this is me trying to decipher his bullshit because Whitlock I think is a, is a contrarian. I think he's one of those people that he just likes to take the the opposite side of most people just because he gets a thrill from it and he's made his career doing it. Also it doesn't hurt that he's on Fox. But anyways, uh I think what he's trying to say is with LeBron's money, he's isolated from the day-to-day shit that your average you know, what's what's the average income in this country? You know, thirty five, forty thousand for a person, whatever. Your average solidly middle class person who is black would experience. Is and I can now that I guess I could agree with. Because money will shield you from a lot of things, especially reality. If you need if you need to, to, to think about that, look at rock stars, look at movie stars, and look at the worlds they live in. 
Their money allows them to live in fantasy lands. I mean, didn't we learn that when Prince died? I mean, he no one told him no because he was Prince. He was everybody that worked at Paisley Park. He was everybody's fucking paycheck, and they let that man basically kill himself with drugs. Well, yeah, him, uh, Michael Jackson, Chris Farley. Exactly. Yeah, that list a mile long. Exactly. Yeah, and that's you know I, that that that's up to a that's the type of person who some people can handle fame. And stay grounded, and have money, and stay, keep one, and keep at least one foot in reality. And other people have no desire to be in reality. They never really did. So when they get money, it allows them to put themselves in a bubble and live in their own little world. So in that aspect, I guess I get what he was trying to say. But if he truly believes that just because LeBron has money, he's never experienced racism, then he's he's fucking retarded. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sure there's pre-Nike LeBron. Experienced a lot more racism than post-Nike LeBron. Well, no, let me I'm ask sure you a question. post-Nike LeBron's probably experienced it. I mean, let me ask you a question. He's in high school. Let's say he's in his sophomore year. All right? Him and his boys go out. And you got people who don't follow high school basketball, don't follow professional basketball, don't give a fuck about sports. And they happen to be racist. Do you think they're going to go, who's that big, tall, black guy before I say something and think something racist or treat him in, a, in some sort of way because I think he's inferior to me because of the color of his skin? Fuck no. Exactly. At that point, he's just a high school kid. Hey, before I be racist, are you famous? Yeah, <laughs> Are you one of those rapper guys? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. So, like, that story just... It had me scratching my head because, like I said, I know Whitlock likes to be the contrarian just for the sake of. But, I mean, that one, I'm like, uh, to to, to quote a a co-host on on this network, is that the hill you want to die on? I mean, really? This is where you're going to take your stand? Like, that come out of left field. And, and, you know, let's be honest. Fucking someone spray-painted this shit on his fucking... On his house. Okay? As fucked up as this is, is going to sound, and I know this doesn't fit the media's narrative, all right? They could have been fucking Golden State fans, and they don't have to be blonde hair, blue eye po- Nazi poster children. I mean, they could it be. It could have been black people that did it. <laughs> they could be Latino, they could be black, they could be Asian, they could be who, whatever the fuck. All right? Fans are. Fan is short for fanatic. And I've met people who. Like, I've met people who will, like, try to call hotels that opposing teams are in to fuck with the players the night before a game. With very little success, I might add. But, I mean... I've met fans that are fanatical. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Way overzealous. Take it way too hard. When Tigers lost the World Series in 2006, I had a friend call me up. And it took me 30 minutes to finally get a word in edgewise. Not because he was talking, because he was blubbering uncontrollably and sobbing on the other end of the phone. I couldn't understand what he was saying. I mean, you'd have thought, like, his parents died, his wife and children died all in the same day or something. And I'm like, dude, I'm bummed out. It sucks. It's not this, it's not, it's not this though. <laughs> Life does go on. <laughs> so... I mean, I don't know. But yeah, I just thought it was a very interesting story. And then, of course, you know, the the very nature of the story makes it, you know, just ripe to be politicized, which it has been. And 
like to me, I don't even care about all that. What I care about is if Whitlock truly believes this, then he's living in fucking Whitlock land. He's got his own bubble he's living in. Seriously. And uh, with that, Rich, to pivot your point, there was talk about what's more entertaining, I guess, the NBA finals or the NHL finals. We just spent an hour and almost half on the NBA finals. Actually, Chris, be fair. We just spent almost an hour and a half on LeBron. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, talking about the finals. You can't really talk about the finals. They're, Warriors are dominating. Cleveland is MIA. They're in the locker room smoking weed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's there's not much to talk about. I mean, it, okay, I'm biased. So I'm just, I, there's no way I'm going to even attempt to say I'm, I'm not going to be biased in my opinion. Here's here's my proof that I will present in my my case. Obviously, NHL finals because in a, uh, NHL playoffs. Period. Because once it goes into sudden death overtime, there's nothing the NBA can produce that is half as exciting and half as keep you on the edge of your fucking seat as that. And I'll even go so far as to point to they don't even show commercials in playoff overtime. They do in fucking NBA overtime in the playoffs. They I mean, they don't cut away from the game. They shorten they shorten the length of the the period by not showing commercials. So, that puts even more pressure on the players because they don't get those long TV timeouts. And every time the opposing team skates into your team's defensive zone with control of the puck, if you're a fan, you're on the edge of your seat. I've even had non-fans watch a game and it go into overtime and they were like jesus christ this is fucking stressful to watch this is some exciting shit i'm like there you go i mean what's the joke about basketball you want to watch an exciting basketball game don't turn it on until the last two minutes i'm gonna agree with you rich but i've always it's not it's not so much a bias as it is just the gameplay if you fall in the nba you're guaranteed the opportunity of at least trying to get uh, two to three free points. If you fall in an NHL, the guy sits down for two minutes, you're a man short, but that doesn't guarantee a damn thing. You might spend the next two minutes watching the puck being shot down the ice. Yeah. Even in the final seconds of the NBA, that's just like LeBron not wanting to take the final shot or Michael Jordan wanting to take the final shot because it, it's going to change the outcome of the game one way or another. You could have Gretzky in his prime taking the final shot, and it might go in and it might not. You know, but it, there's somebody there to goaltend it. it I mean, it's called goaltending. You it's come off of a foul and not get shit. You come off of a foul with a big goose egg. I'm saying, I'm saying though. Uh, Sha- Shaquille O'Neal, anybody? <laughs> I'm outnumbered here. I'll let you guys have this one. Oh, no, you're, you're gonna not. say NBA? You're gonna see NBA playoffs? Yeah, but just simply based on I've watched more NBA uh, playoffs in my life than hockey playoffs. Uh, basketball was the only other sport I played as a kid, so I actually did used to have a vested interest in it for a while. I mean, I will say this: don't get me wrong it it does have moments that lend itself to to tension. Like, okay, two point five seconds left, they call timeout. They're down by one. You know, they're going to inbound it at half court. There's the tension before, you know, the ball gets inbounded. There's the tension of, oh, my God, is he going to make that shot? 
That yeah, I mean that is exciting to watch. I'm not I'm not discounting that. My thing is okay. That's a moment. All of overtime hockey is that. Every shot is this could end the game or the game keeps going. So that's that's where I'm coming from on that. I mean I remember clear as day. 96 playoffs double overtime Eiserman fucking putting it in and I remember at, when overtime started the people that were drinking beer went and got you know to the fridge and got a couple beers because they didn't want to get up in the middle of the of, of the overtime period when it went to the second overtime they traded in the beer for the hard liquor because they couldn't fucking handle it <laughs> so I mean that's just but here here's my point though you, you can have an all-star team like the Warriors, okay? And and you're you're pretty sure they're going to score over 100 points, okay? And, you know, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that it, it's up to their talent. Can, can they, you know, find, find their rhythm and get in it and start shooting right? You can have an all-star NHL team go against a, a Hall of Fame goalie and get shut out. You know, when the Red Wings face, you know... Colorado, or when the Red Wings faced New Jersey, you know, there was no sure victory there. And they were an all-star team. So you wanted to watch. You were like, is he going to stop it? Are they going to find a way to get him moving side to side? You know? But NBA has that if, if, and here's the argument that Cleveland and uh, Golden State have ruined the NBA as of, as of late. Because there's nobody that can beat them. You know, they go back to the, the Showtime Lakers and Bird Celtics era. Well, in the, out of that decade of the 80s, what wasn't it? Eight of those championships went between those two teams? Right. I mean, something ridiculous like that. I mean, that is compelling to watch just because you're watching history go down like that. I mean, that's, that's, domin- that's two teams dominating the league. Like, I mean, even with... Even with the NHL at one point only having six teams, I mean, it's okay. You could have a, you could have two teams dominating like that in the finals, but there's only six fucking teams. That means four teams are watching the other two teams play. You still had twenty some teams in the eighties. I mean, that that was, I, I mean, that I that's the one thing I can't discount the NBA on then and now. I mean, this is as. A casual fan, I imagine this is what they want to see. They want to see the two best teams go head-to-head against each other at the end of the season every year as long as they're the best two teams. Yeah, but the other they, team's got to show up. Where the hell are you, Cleveland? They'll get a win. This, you know, I know I put out the, the sweep watch with my prediction, but I just there's just part of me that can't believe Cleveland is just that bad against Golden State. I know they've played earlier on this season and it didn't go down like this. Like, or did it? Like, oh, let me look that up real quick. See see if I can dig it up. It's, they're they're just not there, Chris. I don't know where the rest of Cleveland is. Because Justin Thompson and, and JR fucking have decided, you know, they're chilling. They're on vacation to California. Hey, we're going to Disneyland, guys. It, it makes what. people. It makes the the smell of weed in the locker room after game two all that much worse. Because, like Ritz said, <laughs> you know, you got all these people saying, "Well, they're smoking weed. Of course, they're going to lose." I mean, let's see here. Uh, Golden State took them this. It's uh, 
two out of three this season, but the Cavaliers did. Uh, Cavaliers won the, uh, uh, what was it, Christmas Day was the rematch. Cavaliers won initially. Then, uh, wait, what the fuck? Is it I, two, December 25th? What the fuck? Well, we played doubleheader. Double <laughs> oh, well, I'd, at least we could say they at least done 500 this season. They each took one. So, I mean, I'm just saying it. Spent all that time to just say, I can't believe the Cavaliers are that bad. They're not that bad of a, of a basketball team. I think they'll get a win. I think this is a five-game series, but who knows? I mean, they're going home. They got that going for them. You know, maybe See, they'll Chris, fucking... See, Chris, and that's what I was trying to tell you in the maybe chat. Maybe they'll blank party for now. Tristan Thompson it, and J.R. Smith. It's Cleveland is not that bad. They're really not. They're a great team. They're defending champions. It's damn near the exact same team. They just haven't showed up yet. I don't. I don't know if they're trying to let Golden State do. You know, I don't know if they're rope a dope in Golden State, trying to do what they did last year. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but they damn sure ain't coming to play the first two games. I don't know, man. But, you know, that's like I said. With the NHL playoffs, it's almost the same thing. When they were in Pittsburgh, Penguins came out just all kinds of firing. They went to Nashville, and it's like they got the answer. Yeah, NHL playoffs. It's a series now, though, isn't it? Well, you also have to remember that if you look at the last, what, two seasons, along with the World Cup of Hockey, I mean, a lot of that Penguin team, they've all played a lot of fucking games, man. And Wow. Hey, there's an art. Here's some freaking news. Mike Moustakis just hit a ninth inning home run to walk off on the Houston Astros. Ah! Did we ever talk about your breaking news, Earl? I know, but I just <laughs> sat here and watched it. It was like, holy shit, it's going. Because there was, if you want to talk about breaking news in baseball, uh, what's his name? Scooter Gannett hit four home runs in the game tonight. That's more breaking. That's more breaking news than your breaking news. Uh, tied no, a record. They were down three to seven last inning. Do we have right, to come up fine. with? Do we have to come up? Do we have to come up with a mute button to where if one of us are in the middle of actually talking about a subject and he says breaking news or delay button that we can dump him in case it's some nonsense like I that? Know, right. <laughs> <laughs> come on, dude. You should have seen Christ. it though. It was amazing. Well, I'm sure our listeners, when they hear this on Thursday, will be very happy to go back yeah. and look at two-day-old highlights. I'm just I love saying. hearing about a home run from Tuesday night. <laughs> right, back to the hockey playoffs. Anyways, what I was yes, saying please. is, is that, I mean, you got, I, I think they, I think it was CBC broke it down last game, game four. I mean, how was it? Crosby, Malkin, a couple other players. They played over, like, 230 games in the last two years, two calendar years. It's a lot of fucking hockey. And I understand that hockey players are probably, along with like soccer players, probably some of the best conditioned players in sports as far as, you know, endurance and, and cardiovascular conditioning. But still, man, I mean, that's a lot. And there's, at a certain point, you're just running on fucking adrenaline and you're running on I refusal to lose. There has to be outside motivation that comes in. And that's why I was watching the Penguins in game four and going, Whoa. if it's gut check time, they failed that gut check in that game. I mean, don't get me wrong. They threw everything they could, 
but to my eye, they weren't as crisp. It wasn't as the play wasn't as crisp and 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 clean as it has been when they're on their their game. And I know that people will say, "Oh, well, home home ice advantage and everything." Uh, NHL, despite fucking Bettman and all his meddling, it, it still hasn't turned into the NBA to where you can say, you know, "Until someone loses a home game, it's not a series." That's eh, there's been too many sweeps in the Cup Finals and shit. And under his watch for that to be true. So that's why I said it's best of three series now. And Nashville just guaranteed they're going back for at least one game to Nashville. And I, I mean, Penguins fans are the, yeah, you know, they're whatever behind their team. Those Nashville fans are fucking, them drunk rednecks are fucking just loving this shit. Cause they, the fuck has Nashville had to cheer about for in forever? They stole our shit, Rich. The catfish. Everybody steals. Yeah. Everybody steals. So the Florida Panthers. Remember in '96 when they went to the Cup Finals, they would throw rubber rats on the fucking ice. That was because yeah. the first game at their fucking stadium, one of the players saw a rat in the locker room and, and slap shotted it into a wall. So <laughs> that became their <laughs> thing. I just think. I know that PETA was probably upset about it, but I just think it's funny. It's like, dude, seriously, you just. <laughs> he grown man just. <laughs> <laughs> On top of that, am I in the NHL or am I in the Quebec Major Junior League? Why is there rats in our locker room? <laughs> right? Oh, right. That's the bigger question. I know we're an expansion team, but can we get a little bit of fucking respect here? Can we get the Orkin man in here? Something, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the, what? The I don't catering? get the catfish, though. I just, I don't get it. I, I couldn't tell you, dude. I just don't care enough. I, Probably a southern is, thing. Th- this is, this is what, like I said, this is the finals that I just, I'm rooting against Crosby, but I'm not rooting for Nashville. <laughs> don't know how else to put it. It's just like, eh, whoever, I just want good hockey. And if it goes to game seven overtime, I'll be happy, no matter who wins, because that, 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 there, they extended the season as long as they could. Now, now we're waiting for once because once hockey ends, I'm waiting for football to start and MLB uh, uh, the playoff stretch to start. Basically, when they go to Fort, when the when they expand to the for the September call ups and go to their forty man roster, it's that's the dead zone in sports, in my opinion. And then we have what? What is it? October. Glorious October. We're all four running at once. Yeah, for a minute there. Nice. Yeah, it will be. It will be. But, but yeah. I mean, what so, do you guys I think? Mean, you guys have been uh, pretty high on the, the, the Predators goalie, man. I mean, you, you think they're they're taking this all the way? Or do you think experience know, is going to win? Like Pittsburgh's been there before. I don't know what the hell his problem is, though. When he was in Pittsburgh, he looked like Swiss cheese. He gets back home, and they can't score on him to save their life. Is he a rookie, or is this his first time in the playoffs? No, he's not a rookie. Not a rookie. This, I think it's his first this, time this, in the playoffs, though. I, yeah, I know, first time in the playoffs, first Stanley Cup games, in someone else's house. Maybe he got shook, man. He obviously oh, found his groove. He should have got shook in Chicago, and he was a fucking Berlin Wall there. Let's say maybe playing for maybe playing for all the marbles. Maybe it shook him. No, this isn't, his, this isn't his first playoffs. Yeah, uh, it's, it's the finals. 
you know, they're oh, playing, yeah, it's just, playing oh, for the cup. Finals, definitely, yeah. Yeah, he actually played 14 games in the playoffs uh, for him in the 2015-2016 season. Maybe got the yips. Um, I don't know what the fuck to think because at first I thought that it was a clear case of he he's, you know, Van Beesbrook circa 96, that he led an overachieving team to the finals and he was going to go and shit to bed. And the first two games did nothing to shake my opinion about that. And then in the last two games, it's like someone poured 10 gallons of fresh guts down his throat. You know, so I... He, he went from Beezer to Hashik. Like, I, yeah, he had a save last night that... I'd put up there in uh, probably top 10 of all the playoffs games I've ever watched saves. You're talking I mean, about when he stretched out? Yeah, yeah. When he when he actually jumped across the crease. To, Without to his bully save. stick? Yeah. That, I mean, that was like, that was, I, I saw that and was like, okay, wait a minute, what the fuck? I actually had to hit the rewind button. So, I mean, it, 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 right now, he is the story of the finals. Um I mean, well, him and Forsberg, you know, Forsberg is, you know, his last two games have been his coming out party as far as making his name known in the playoffs. And it, I, I don't know, man. I mean, momentum is definitely on their side. I mean, when you have when you have Pittsburgh trying to get in the, in the PK Subin's head by saying his breath stinks, and that's fucking a, a, a story that the the hockey news is carrying on the front page of their website because, you know, they're unabashedly fucking, they just suckle at the fucking caca, anything fucking Crosby. They've proven that over and over again. If they I was Subban, no- dude, I'd suck on some garlic before I hit the ice. You know what I'm saying? I'd literally be like, hey, um, I'll even eat a shit sandwich if I guarantee a fucking Stanley Cup victory. <laughs> if I'm you're afraid fuck. of my breath, uh, come here. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd get right in their face every time there's a scrum. <sighs> How are you doing? How do you like the weather today? I mean, I don't give a fuck. How's man. the Whatever. game going? <laughs> yeah, I'd breathe. I'd breathe heavy as fuck in their face and be like, "Don't like it? Oh well, deal with it." I mean, but that's, that tells you the mindset of at least part of the hockey world, and it's going to tell you the mindset of the press surrounding the Pittsburgh Penguins who cover the Penguins on the regular because they're willing to fucking run with this story to try to get those guys shook. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna fucking shake them. In fact, it, it kind of. <laughs> pardon the. Yeah, it's not a pun, but I mean, it kind of kind of reeks of desperation, you know. So I. I don't know at this point. I called Pittsburgh and I said it. I said I'm calling Pittsburgh, but I'd rather Nashville won. And every it seems like every series I've called. I call a team to win, but I want the other team to win. It ends up happening, so that was my, I guess, way of putting the voodoo on them. But at this point, I, I don't know, man. It seems like Nashville's firing on all cylinders, and it seems like Pittsburgh's kind of running out of gas. Hey, Rich, is there any relation to Peter Forsberg? No, no. I mean, besides, I think they come from the same fucking country. Yeah, I believe me. When I first heard his name, and he and I, and I was like, wait, what? Was this like his nephew or something? Because this can't be his kid. But yeah, there's no there's no relation there. Believe me, if there was, I think it'd be a lot bigger story in the hockey world. I think uh, Miller's being pulled for game five. Miller? Isn't that the Penguins goalie? 
Murphy, oh, yeah. whatever. Oh yeah, well, dude, that's the, that's the other story. Uh, Penguins fans are fucking losing their goddamn minds. They want a different goalie depending on who let in the last goal. They're getting as bad as fucking Red Wings fans were in the nineties, man. <laughs> that was pretty bad, by the way. People I were mean, hunting Vernon. They were hunting him. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, the you know the old joke is who's who's the two most uh, popular people in Detroit? Backup quarterback for the Lions and backup goalie for the Red Wings. That was the truth. You know, they brought Vernon in to, to to back up Osgood, and then they fucking put him in as the starter. And then in this in the '97 Cup run, you know, he wins the cup for him. And you see the same fans who were you know calling for his head earlier in the season, holding up signs saying Vernon is the wind beneath our wings. And the next thing you know, okay, well, thank you for winning a cup for us, but we're going to go ahead and go with Osgood and his answers in San Jose. You got too big of a five-hole for us. <laughs> we appreciate you pounding on fucking Patrick Waugh for us and winning a cup. Your job's done here. Your money's <laughs> you think Chris the- Osgood gets his shot at Patrick Waugh? Everybody takes a shot at Patrick Waugh. <laughs> Yeah, but Vernon cleaned Waz's clock. I think Osgood just held his own, and that's being very nice to Osgood because I thought he honestly got his ass whipped. Well, that's because Brennan Shanahan did a fly-in fucking RKO out of nowhere on Patrick Waz before he got down there. Well, I I don't know. Ozzy's not a big guy, man. I mean, you know, I'm I'm just saying, Vernon's... It's not Chardonnay. (laughs) Exactly, you know. I remember that was April 1st, 1998. I remember that game very well, very well, because I had just come home, turned on the TV, and two minutes later, that fight broke out, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> game round, on. Two, <laughs> round two, ding, ding, you know. Uh, well, yeah, man. Um, yeah, it, Pittsburgh, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Pittsburgh is, I mean, if you – you look at their team, they have experience. They ha- they've won, they've lost. They've learned all the just, this is <laughs> treading over the same ground that I did with the NBA Finals. This is a team that's, that's learned every lesson that they've had to learn. So at this point, it's, you know, are they going to pull it out? Are they going to reach, you know, go, hey, look, we've been here before. We know losing sucks. We know winning is fucking real good. What do we want to go through at the end of this? Because this is all obviously unexplored territory for Nashville. And judging by the fan dressed up as Macho Man Randy Savage in the in the audience last night, it's you can tell you can't tell the Nashville Nashville fans act like you've been there before. They haven't. I mean, Jesus Christ! I don't get where Macho Man Randy Savage holding up a "Oh yeah" sign has to do with anything with Nashville, but apparently the fans get it. So whatever. Well, that's like we're, they, they we're compared the stereotypes. Southern hockey fans, right? They compared the catfish to the to the you know octopus. The octopus has eight legs, symbolizing eight games to win the cup. Catfish, I, I don't know. I got nothing. Has sixteen whiskers? I don't know. I. <laughs> I mean, I. I don't. I. I. Once again, I just don't care enough about Nashville to know the the lore of their fucking little throw it on the ice shit. I just don't care enough. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I'm sure I'm sure at some point and this is this is what sucks because I haven't watched all the games from start to finish glued in front of, you know, sitting there watching them intently because real life has gotten in the way. 
But even from what I've watched, I haven't heard like the story. So I don't know. I know the NHL doesn't really care for that fucking tradition from any team. And at one point, they were threatening like to give the home team or the team who, if it's the home team and the fans throw it out, the home team would get a two minute penalty. And if it's the away team and a fan threw it out, then you know, obviously, whatever. Whatever fan of whatever team threw it out in support of their team, that team would take a penalty for a delay of game. I know they threatened that. I don't know what happened to it. Obviously, they're not doing it because I don't think Nashville's gotten one penalty off it, and it's happened, what, twice now in the series? Once in Pittsburgh and once in uh, Nashville. So, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's about, that's about all I have on the NHL. I mean, honestly, I... I can't even, as as a confirmed Crosby hater, I can't even sit here and come up with some bullshit to hate on Crosby for. Everybody, everybody in the, the NHL last night, you can't really hate that. Well, I'm just saying, everybody, everybody in the NHL learned their lesson and, and stopped comparing them to to Wayne Gretzky long ago. So, I mean, maybe if those comparisons were still coming, I could get hyped up about it and, you know, like I said, go into Fortune 500 CEO PowerPoint presentation about why they're wrong, but they've stopped that shit. I mean, except for the hardcore fucking Crosby, you know, cocksuckers. I mean, they're never going to shut up. Could you imagine if they threw dead penguins on the ice in Pittsburgh? (laughs) Good Lord. No, not in this day and age. Oh, for the love (laughs) of God. No, thank you. I know where you're going with this, and it was about 20 years ago. There was there was rumblings about the the octopus and how it's inhumane and all this shit. So, I but I know where you're going with it, but it, it's it's kind of already happened. So, well, this, a week from now, we're either going to be talking about a new Stanley Cup champion or Game Seven. So, I guess we'll see. And Game Five of the NBA Finals. <laughs> yeah, Game Five or a new NBA champion. Well, speaking of someone dressing up like a WWE, I almost said F. Don't want the World Wildlife Foundation coming after us. Uh, wrestler in the stands in Nashville. The fuck happened with that little mini Royal Rumble with Rex, Rex and Rob Ryan? Did you? Did you? Did either of you guys actually watch the video? I did. Dude, this shit was hilarious. I like, did Rob not. brother, bro. Not right in front of him. Dude, Rob Ryan literally gripped that one kid up by his neck. Like, had him by his throat. <laughs> Shit was hilarious. I was waiting for him to choke slam him. <laughs> There's a bunch of young kids? I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, relative relative to the Ryan brothers? Yeah, because they're, they're, they got to be older <laughs> than even me. You know, they got to like be the well into their 40s. And shit. Undertaker and Kane just coming in there and wrecking shit. <laughs> no, that's... Well, too, you no, think about it. Two, no, you know that was were, some drunk motherfucker trying to think he was going to get into Rex Ryan's face. Oh, apparently the Ryan brothers were hanging out with a bachelorette party. So I'm wondering if this was one of those things like, hey, you fat, ugly fucks. What are you doing with them chicks? And they're like, don't you know who we are? We're the Twin Towers on Cellulite, motherfucker. They went over there and just started fucking with those little youngsters. I mean, I, dude, the shit was hilarious. I was like, well, first of all, if I ever go off the wagon hardcore and I have to do it with a couple fucking coaches in the NFL, it's going to be the Ryan brothers. 
They seem like they want to party. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that right there. And number two is, okay, if you're at a bar and you and even if you don't recognize them, you see basically two guys who look exactly the same except for one has a has a, a Sam Elliott Roadhouse haircut and the other has a fucking military high and tight. Don't you think you better make sure if you're going to fuck with one, you better keep an eye on the other. You know it's what I'm saying? No, right. cool. They're rolling in pairs. You know, it's like, hmm, maybe these two are related. You know, they look damn near exactly alike. So, yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, that was amusing. And then in, in other pure fuckery, did you guys hear about James Harrison has been tested for a third time for PEDs in the offseason and apparently is losing his fucking shit over it? I rightfully so in my mind. Oh, mine too. The things that man does to stay in shape and the acupuncture and whatnot. Oh, hell no. Oh, I, at this point, I mean, are we just waiting for him to snap and basically like kick open Goodell's door and go in and just cock slap him? I mean, is this really what we're, we're waiting for at this point? Because I, I, I would, I would venture that he would kick open the door and start pissing all over his desk and tell him to test that. That is one guy I don't <laughs> ever want to piss off. Test this motherfucker. <laughs> I got your piss right here directly from the tap. No need to, no need to check the fucking the temperature of it. It's 98.6 degrees all over your face. Yeah, yeah, man. Three three fucking tests in three months for PEDs. And what, they just don't believe he can be in as good a shape as he is for as old as he is? Apparently, you know, I mean, his quote was, I'm starting to think, and I'm amazed his quote was as reserved as it was. His quote was, I'm starting to think it's not as random as I think. I just wish I had that much luck with the lottery, that's all. And then, Whatever, motherfucker. You're a millionaire. Shut up. But anyway, <laughs> no, no, I know what he's saying. Okay. Yeah, you go tell him that. I'll stand back here. I know, right? <laughs> and Earl yeah. his cigarette and be like, "Would you look at that?" <laughs> I got your back. I know, right? Way back, <laughs> way back. <laughs> you broke like, him in we're, half. We're gonna be way back in. Never Michigan. seen a human body been... snap like that before. <laughs> he ripped a man's jaw off. I seen it. <laughs> yeah, to <laughs> <laughs> slim him for real. Uh. But yeah, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler points out players can be tested up to six times in an offseason. And Harrison's agent, Bill Parisi, conceded as much saying that the NFL has the right to test him, and we understand that. But still, man, I, yeah, that, come on. Lawyer, is, do you believe lawyer it's was quoted as saying, come on, man. Seriously. Do you believe it's that's random? I mean. Oh, absolutely uh, not. No. I think, that, I think the fact that he puts out these videos of him like, I'm waiting for him to put out a video where he's like a junkyard dog just chewing on a tire. You know what I'm saying? Like, just sitting there, just <laughs> shaking a tire back and forth in his mouth and shit. And just being like, I, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I think the NFL is definitely taking a look at all these fucking videos he puts out of his training regiments and shit. And they're like, oh, okay, all right. Because, I mean, this started a year ago. I mean, a year ago, what was it? He tried to record himself. Uh... Or, or take a yeah, take a cell phone video of himself getting a random drug test, and that's what started this beef. And then at one point, he told Goodell he's flying in to go meet with him. He told Goodell he was going. We have an appointment, and Goodell was like, "We do." And Harrison was like, "We do." I mean, that yeah. so I'm coming to the principal's office. I'm calling myself to the principal's office. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm calling you to your own fucking office, and you better be there. 
Yeah, I mean, so this is obviously a pissing contest between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. That one was on purpose. Uh, between like the nerd who ends up, you know, being promoted from water boy to like assistant coach and the, 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 you know, the baddest jock on the field. And I'm not saying I promote violence, but in this one case, I really wish that they could settle this, like put them in the, put them in the ring. Okay. Let's see who comes out winner and, and talk some shit after that. Because Goodell just reminds me of, like, Goodell reminds me of those nerds that can't fight, and so they hate violence, but it's only because they get their ass kicked every time they try to fight. It's not because they have any, like, moral stance against violence. And James Harrison's sitting there like, oh, okay, Mr. Conscientious Objector. It's awful convenient that you don't want to fucking throw down, but you can go ahead and keep talking all that shit, ain't you? That ain't going to shut you up, is it? Your mouth ain't a conscientious objector. Your ass is. So I, I think after he, he caught people like uh, the Green Bay Packers with uh, Julius Peppers and Clay Matthews and them, he's thinking, I'm going after all the big stars in the NFL. Everybody's getting tested. Oh, I'm I, I, and with what I'm about to say, I'm firmly putting on my tin, tinfoil hat. I truly believe that Goodell, there's a standing order from him to – test anyone who they think even remotely is using PEDs because for every player that gets busted with that and for every consequence and punishment he hands down for it, in his mind, it's drawing less and less attention away from all the fuck-ups he's made as commissioner. I mean, I, I truly believe that. I mean, Jesus Christ. Are you, we we live in a world where we had a president who was getting a blowjob from a fat bitch under his fucking oval desk in the Oval Office and decided to bomb another country just to get the heat off him. All right, you think it's you think it's far fetched that Roger Goodell is going to randomly piss test people who are stars in the NFL hoping to catch him to get heat off of him? Come on now. Notice how Peyton Manning never had a random come up on him. Yeah, his never crazy head. Amazing? And his growth hormone being shipped to his wife. I know, dude. Seriously, it, like it, it's such a good job of burying that story very quickly, dude. Like you know, and uh, serious. Who who's in Homer at the bat? The old Simpsons episode. Who the fuck heads got? What head got huge from steroids? Was it? No, it was uh, uh, Barry Tim Bonds, right? Jr. Oh yeah, and it wasn't and it wasn't steroids. It was some kind of crazy tonic or something. Mister Burns gave him the drink, and it caused gigantism. Hmm. That's what it was. Yeah, that motherfucker's head started looking like uh, yeah, like Ken Griffey Jr.'s head in that cartoon, and not even joking. Like seriously, he started looking like a supervillain that was going to take on the Green Lantern or some shit. Man, I was like, what the fuck? Like that's not natural. I don't give a fuck. I know his hairline is receding, but goddamn. That doesn't add inches to your fucking forehead as yeah. far as... Your forehead like, doesn't grow when you lose your hair. Yeah, your forehead doesn't protrude farther out because you lose your hair. So, yeah, it's... I mean, it, it's... Whatever. It's the NFL. And, I mean, if if the NFL wasn't the number one sport in the country, really, they the way they run that fucking shit show would be a, would be a laughing stock. I mean, from... The, the so-called random drug test to, you know, them not putting the kibosh on this fucking 
and I don't understand this, and I hate to bring this subject up because it's goddamn we beat this fucking horse till it's dust and bones. But if you watch ESPN or you follow ESPN at all online, you see that they are still harping away at Colin Kaepernick isn't signed. They went and see, Seattle went and signed a different backup quarterback. Blah 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 blah. You're telling me the NHL, the league who they're accusing of everything from racism to uh, censorship by by no team signing him, can't go. Hey, look, motherfuckers, you don't have ESPN without us anymore. You think women's basketball and the World Series of Poker are going to bring you ratings like Monday Night Football? Really? Oh, guess who's back on Monday Night Football? Hank Williams Jr. Uh, I mean, honestly, this song's going to be back. You're telling me that fucking they can't go to ESPN? Look, you need to, you need to stop with this story, okay? You've done we we buried him and you've dug him up multiple times to drag this back out. Here's the bottom line. He read the room wrong. Okay? At this point, I don't think there's any argument. He he overestimated the, how much forgiveness he was going to have and how much goodwill he was going to have with other teams around the league with what he did. And ESPN, if they were smart, would start shifting their narrative from, oh, look at the systemic racism of the NHL or the NHL, the NFL not signing him. And would start pushing the narrative of, well, they shit on Muhammad Ali too, and who did history prove to be right? But they're not gonna, they're not willing to do it. They're not willing to let this go. And this is just another fucking notch in, in anybody's belt who's, or or on the scoreboard who's keeping score with ESPN, of them wanting to fight battles that no one else wants to, gives a shit about. It's, I mean, they are literally pushing this to where. I logged in this morning on Facebook, and I started doing research for the show, and I would say once, I'm not even exaggerating, once every two to three hours, a new ESPN article about Colin Kaepernick and how he's being raked over the coals, and poor him, and and, and everybody's racist who doesn't think he should be signed to a $150 million contract and guaranteed starting position and all this horse shit, every two to three hours, and a new article popped up. It would make and sense it, if it was he wasn't being signed because he's black. He if wants to black, start, and at this point, it. he's a backup, and he wants a certain amount of money. He is backup worthy. Look at his stats since Daddy Jim left him to go to Ann Arbor. All right? He sucks. No one wants to lead with that. His best but days we, are behind him. But see, we've done that. So that's why he's not a starting quarterback, and he's not a backup quarterback. And we've already discussed, and I mean, that's already been beaten into the ground. It's almost to the point, and it's amazing that the, the SJWs and the far left that ESPN is trying to pander to by, by pushing this and trying to make this happen have abandoned this story like, like rats from a fucking sinking ship. It is amazing. Rich, because define it, SJW. It, social justice warrior. Thank you. It's amazing. They, they've abandoned this story like rats off a sinking ship to where if you go in the comment sections, most of the comments are, who gives a fuck at this point? Stop it with the Kaepernick. There's nothing else going on in the world of off-season NFL. There's no other stories you could fucking report on. Oh, there's a ton. <laughs> okay. And then 
number two on the list of what you see in the comment sections is the motherfucker decided to kneel during the national anthem. He wore socks that predicted that, that uh, uh, portrayed cops as pigs. He took his, he rolled the dice and took a chance. He lost the bet. Get the fuck over it. And then coming in in a distant third is here and there. You hear the voices trying to speak up of, well, this is happening because systemic racism and he's a black man and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, look, here's the deal. doesn't matter why it's happening anymore. Everybody's had their fucking say. And this is the, this is, this is where the millennial SJW hashtag activism crowd. This is what they don't understand. You don't always get your way. Even if you are right, you don't always get your way. You can do everything right. You could be on the right side of history. You could be on the right side of the fucking su- of the of the debate. You could, uh, however you want to paint it. It doesn't mean you're guaranteed to win. And because they can't win, they jump ship. And ESPN just does not get it because this is this is they have their marching orders. Push this agenda. Push this story. And they're doing it to the point where it's like. I just roll my eyes anymore. I just sigh and roll my eyes. And I'm like, really? Because every article I read from every sports writer seems, it seems more and more forced and less and less genuine. Like they're, they're, they're having to manufacture outrage in these articles anymore because it's the same articles they were printing the minute the Super Bowl ended in February. They're not saying anything new. I, I just it, don't see how they get to the racism comment. Oh, and what I love is that there's now accusations accusations of racism being leveled at the entire Seattle Seahawks organization. Excuse me? Isn't their quarterback exactly the same makeup as Colin Kaepernick? Sure is. He's biracial. He has a white parent and a black parent. How is that racism? Oh, it's racism because, see, Kaepernick is a black man. No, excuse me. First of all, you're wrong. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. As a biracial man... Okay, it's half white too. You don't get to just claim one fucking race because it makes you look good in an article. But they wait try a minute, isn't shit. he black adopted by white parents? I'm gonna go ahead He's and biracial. say something. I'm gonna go ahead and say something that's gonna put me squarely in the crosshairs of people looking for a fucking excuse to hate me. Take a look at that man and tell me there ain't a high yellow motherfucker who's got some white in his family tree. In fact, I'm gonna be honest with you. First time I saw him, I thought he was Arabic. I was waiting for him to say "wola, bro." <laughs> so I, I didn't know what the fuck he was. To be completely honest with you, he could have been half white, half Latino. He could have been Arabic. I didn't know what the fuck he was. It was only when he started taking this stand, and all of a sudden, out of the woodwork, all these people started claiming him as their own. And it's like, no, he's look, he's biracial. All right. So if you're going to claim racism against them, then don't try to, uh, again, uh, if you're going to claim racism for a team not signing him, uh, it behooves you not to pick the team that has a biracial quarterback already, who's, who, by the way, has won a, has won a uh, Super Bowl. So it's not like they're thinking, oh, well, I mean, because I'm sure in the, in, the, in the NFL, there's some old school people who are cl- hanging around somewhere. Granted, they're dying off, but I'm sure there's a few still that that have that old school mentality of a black man can't be a quarterback because he doesn't have the natural leadership abilities, blah, 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 whatever. You know, they forget that, you know, 
the last 30 years of, of the NFL history has happened. But those are not the predominant, it's not the predominant thought in the NFL these days. And to try to paint it as it is, to push your agenda, is horseshit. I, and, I honestly, and I'm 100% serious, don't know where they get, it's racist. The, I mean, the only two arguments I can agree to against Kaepernick is he sucks now, and he's unpatriotic. Those two I can agree to. Has nothing to do with him being black. They're not he, hiring him because he donated millions of dollars to a black charity. That, They're not, it's more, not hiring him because he stood up for black rights and, and tried to protest. They're, they're upset with the way he protested and the fact that he can't perform like he used to. They think it's, he's not getting a job because he stood up for black people, and that, that's where they're throwing the race card in. It's a combination of his performance, and the teams don't want the fucking baggage that's going to come with signing him. Right, but here's the thing. Standing up for black people is like his contribution to charity. Kneeling in the national anthem in the face of the flags and the troops, that's unpatriotic. There's two different things oh, there. Here we... No. 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 No means no, Earl. No. We're not doing this again. <laughs> how, many, how many hours? Nuh-uh. Bubba, no. I'm talking about how people that I'm could putting hire a bear trap in my it. vagina. I'm talking about how people are, could hire him see it. It's not that he's black and he stood up for black rights. It's that he knelt during the national anthem. But yo, you, and you that say is you can't see the racism. Here. I'm trying to Here, tell you that's where, that's where the racism okay. is coming from. But when he went to the Giants it. And, it, and interviewed for the Giants, the Giants owner came out and said he got tons and tons of mail. And it was all about the flack of him kneeling for the flag. Had nothing to do with these black, had nothing to do with him standing up for the black rights, had nothing to do with him contributing to his his charity for the black people. We know, but you said kneeling. you couldn't understand the race element that people are throwing into it. I'm telling you, that's where they're coming from. That's why they think he's not getting hired, as he stood up for black people, and now he's not getting signed. That's where they're coming from. You asked a question, I, I'm trying to answer it. Okay, honestly, do I think that there is a percentage of people in the NFL who are like, yeah, what he did is anti-white, and they feel that way? Of course. The NFL is a microcosm of the rest of the fucking country. People from all walks of life, from all different types of cultures, from all different types of fucking schools of thought are in the NFL. Not everyone thinks the exact same way. That is the issue here is that ESPN is trying to dictate that we all think the same way about this issue. And here's the thing. I look at it like this. He's not starting quarterback material. He wants starting quarterback money, and he wants, if not a guarantee of a starting position, at least a guarantee of a shot at a starting position. He He's not worth that. Other people look at it and go, he knelt during the national anthem. He disrespected the country. He disrespected the troops. He disrespected mom, apple pie, and every other fucking thing that you could attach to America. I don't want him on my team. And then there's people who are like, I don't want him on my team because he's a fucking huge distraction. I don't care who, I don't care what he did during the national anthem. I don't care how good of a backup he might be. I don't care even if he could win a starting position. I don't want that nonsense on my team. And just like there's all three of those things, I guarantee you there's a percentage of people who are thinking, I don't want his black ass on my team because he's fucking dis... He, black Lives Matter. He supports them, and they're a terrorist organization. And if you don't think people fucking say Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization, you've never been on the fucking internet in the last year and a half. All right? 
It's the bottom line, dude. ESPN, what is, if I could sit these writers down, fuck that. If I could sit whoever give these writers their marching orders down and be like, what is your end game with this? I would, I really would want to know because what all I'm seeing is they're trying to force people to change the way they feel about Colin Kaepernick. And they're accusing anyone who says, I, I, I don't want him on my team because he's not a good quarterback. They're trying to say, that's not the real reason you don't want him on your team. Okay, well, I don't want him all on my team because he's also a fucking huge distraction. No, that's not the real reason either. Okay, I'll play. I'll bite. What's the real reason? You're racist. Oh, okay. All right. That's the game they're playing, and it's a bullshit game. And that's what's trying to guilt them into it. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Trying to shame someone into fucking going. Well, of course he should be signed. It's a shame he's not. Look, here's the deal. I mean, I don't know. It, it, numbers wise, he should have probably been signed by now. But you add in the, the shit storm that he caused last season. You add the distraction that's going to be this season after all this, whatever team signs him has how many months of build up a bullshit to where the cameras are in his fucking face. And the very first fucking OTA that he attends for a team. And it's only going to get worse when the preseason starts. And God forbid, if he is a second stringer and the first stringer goes down and there's a quarterback controversy, do you look at all that distraction? No, but they, they don't, they don't care about any of that. They're going, we don't care about the facts. We feel this way. Well, guess what? I don't care if you feel 2 plus 2 equals 5. It doesn't fuck your feelings. ESPN, you are a sports, you are sports media. You are not political pundits. Your first job is to report the facts. The second job is to report, is to show highlights. The third job is to, then you get your, your talking heads on there and you let them fucking spout their opinions like they're facts, which has, I mean, Fox News made a fucking complete empire out of it in the, in this, in the mainstream news. But n- none of that, what, stop trying to, to force Everyone into you either support him and want him signed because you love black people and you love Amer- and, and you love freedom of speech and all this shit, or you don't want him signed because you hate black people and you hate freedom of speech and all that garbage. It's there's more to the story than just by him kneeling. Okay, yes, it is a major part of it, but I'm sorry, this has not been said. In any major sports fucking talking head, I've not heard say this. If they've said it, I'm sorry, I haven't heard it. And we're not major sports people, but I'm going to say it. Whether I think he has, he in my mind, he has a complete right to do what the fuck he did. He wants to wear socks that, that portray police as pigs, knock yourself out. But he has to also understand, there's a lot of fucking people out there, not just cops, families of cops people who work with cops who are offended by that and they buried friends that were cops that were killed in the line of duty they're not going to fucking forgive him for that and you can't force them to by going you're racist if you feel that way no that's not racist that's bullshit because god knows god fucking knows if some nfl player got up with socks that portrayed i don't know how they do this but socks that portrayed Every fireman is lazy fucks who collect most of their checks sleeping on the fucking job. Couch potatoes. Yeah. The whole country would be up in arms. 
And all you'd hear is 9-11, 9-11, 9-11, first responders, 9-11, 9-11, 9-11, right? And why I understand, pe- and I understand people being pissed at him for that, but then, you know what? Take it up with the people who wrote the Constitution because they gave them the right to do it. But it also gave people, we also live in a country that has the right to go, I'm not willing to hire you because you're a clusterfuck off the field. And you bring a bunch of bullshit to the table that I don't want to deal with. If I had a white supremacist, I mean, flat out calling for the deportation of everyone who isn't pure white, pure Aryan blood, if they got one drop of anything else in them, deport them out of our country. If I ran a, if I ran a podcast like that and I went to go get a job at McDonald's and they found out and refused to hire me because of that, that's within their fucking rights to do that. Now, on the flip side, he has the right to say what he wants, and his potential employers have the right to go, we're not going to hire you because, well, first of all, your skills aren't as good as we're looking for. And on top of that, you kind of have a lot of baggage, and we don't want to fucking deal with that shit. Have a nice one. This is what I don't understand. Is, do, we need to, do the regular people need to stand up and, like, I mean, I'm not calling for a boycott at ESPN because it's never going to fucking happen and it'll never work. But, I mean, what needs to happen to get through to, 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 to ESPN that you're losing viewerships, you're losing subscriptions, you're losing fucking people who used to fucking wake up and every day started with SportsCenter. At one point in my life, my day started with SportsCenter and my day ended with SportsCenter. Yeah, same here. I would fall asleep to it and wake up to it in the morning. Now it's not. Now it's not that I late. Get, I don't watch that channel anymore. The, the the thing I use the most for that channel is the app. The app gives me everything I need. The app is nothing but information. Every now and then they, they splash a few videos your way. But the channel has nothing left for me anymore. This is, this is a case of if Colin Kaepernick read the room wrong, ESPN is very much reading the room wrong because they're forgetting. I don't care how many people live in New York. I don't care how many people live in Boston. I don't care how many people live in L.A. and Chicago. That doesn't make up the entire country. And just because your desired demographic is what, 18 to, is it truly 18 to 54 or is it 18 to 30, 35 or whatever? Because aren't they trying uh, to, if you're, if you're trying to no. skew younger, it'd be like 18 to 35, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be 18 to 34 if they're trying to skew younger and then 25 to 54 is probably generally who they're. That's that's where the money is generally, and and it seems like they've forgotten that lesson, which was one of the first ones they taught us in in, in specs when we went to school for radio and media. And I mean, they didn't they didn't they didn't try to pretty it up. They didn't try to make it sound like anything but that. The bottom line is, these are these are the people that we're we're pandering to because these are the people who are going to spend money, and most likely, buy the products that we advertise. So. If you're going to go into media, you better comfy, you better get used to, to, to comfying up next to the people of this age and this demographic. And ESPN's forgotten that. And Well, it's because we're living in a country where we're now letting 19-year-olds call the shots. But that's another podcast. I mean, but really is it? Because it's getting to the point where it's starting to bleed over into everything. And it's been bleeding over into sports. But sports is such a, an isolated thing. If you're not into sports, it's easy to, just to fucking to forget it's there. Because I have friends who do, do not follow sports whatsoever. We, we do a podcast with one of them. He has no idea what the fuck's going on in the world of sports. But, it's, I mean, it's, you know, it started there. It started in music. It started in television. Now, now it's worked its way into everything 
down to you know the the simplest thing of like comedians have 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 targets painted on their back you know oh the com- oh a comedian oh he made a joke and it offended someone get the fuck over it it's a joke what happened to defending someone's right to make an attempt to be funny and what's irritating is this isn't coming from the religious right this is coming from the side of the political spectrum that used to fucking cry and march and riot for people's right to free speech and now they're doing all that to shut people up and shut them down and the most effective way they found recently is to go oh you don't agree with me racist here's the problem you do that long enough and that word stops to have it stops the word stops having any me- meaning it stops carrying the weight because eventually you're going to get people like me who go fine if because i understand Kaepernick, why Kaepernick hasn't been signed makes me a racist then i guess i'm a fucking racist I don't care anymore. I'm so sick of fucking being told that in your articles, in your comment sections. I'm so sick of being told how I think, feel, and what I really mean when I say something. Because what my words somehow aren't my own. I'm trying to put, you know, hide my true intent simply because I'm a white male of this age. So I don't give a fuck about your racism label no more. Rich. When black people started screaming about wanting the First Amendment and freedom of speech, they were talking about how they could sing in rap songs, bruh. They didn't mean how a white man could speak about a black man. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't, There's so many, I don't even know, I don't even I don't know what the do, fuck that just meant, but I'm just yeah, going to say this. <laughs> do we have time to even cover Look, uh, that you, statement? If you're trying, if you're trying to, to to get me to say something like freedom of speech, it, it, some people have more, some people have less. I don't think that's what you're doing, Earl. I'm just putting that no, out there. But what I'm saying is, is, is they wanted freedom of speech so they could cuss and rap about sex and drugs and everything else. They weren't thinking of the byproduct of white people speaking about black people. It, but well, now that they are, they're that like, is, oh shit, white wait, no, shut up. About, white people have been speaking about black people since fucking we brought them over here to be slaves. What the fuck are you talking about? Right, but now there's no repercussion. We have freedom of speech the same as they do. They just when don't like it. There's never been two separate freedoms of speech. What the fuck are you talking about? No, I'm talking about censorship. Back in the early 90s, late 80s, when like Sir Mix-a-Lot wanted to talk about big butts and NWA came out with fuck the police and you know all of that and people were trying to censor them and tell them they couldn't and they were screaming how the first amendment was universal and yada 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 I don't yada. know which element it of is. that to start with Earl I don't know which element of what because, you just said to start with because in the 70s when fucking Bob Marley was singing about I shot the sheriff and Queen was singing about fat bottom girls same thing I get what you I, I mean I, I think I get what you're saying okay two live crew Two Life Crew, banned in the USA. Okay. You're, you're sounding like the, the battle for free speech started in the early 90s, and it only started with oh, black no, people I'm in rap? Censorship. I'm talking about the censorship. The way that Correct, the black, black You're telling me it only started out. in the early 90s, and it was only over rap music? What? Oh, no. good God, no. That's how you're coming across. So you might want to rethink what you're stating here. They were screaming for freedom of speech... And how they have a right to sing about and say what they want to sing and say. And they're who's, on their albums. First of all, who's they? Artists? <laughs> yeah. Two Life Crew. 
Sir Mix-a-Lot. Uh, I mean, okay, so, okay, I can do this let's go back. I'll do you one better. Sit down, save your breath. Okay. Uh, the Doors, uh, the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, they all fucking were censored or told that, that if you perform and you say this on stage, we'll arrest you. And that was well before rap was even a fucking thought in Cool Herc's fucking mind. Okay. I mean, dude, this is not. I don't know why you're putting a racial spin on fucking First Amendment. I have no idea. I'm not. I'm t- they did. That's, that's one of the very first things they when? said is it's no. racist to what? censor us like this. What? Anybody else could sing and say whatever they want. But when on our albums we say fuck the police or, you know, I like big bucks or whatnot, and you want to censor us, that's racist. That's what they said. That's not what I said. <sighs> Motherfucker, you've been living in Kansas too long. Seriously, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you, bro. You on your own on this one. You out on an island. Don't even send me a message in a bottle because I don't even get this, dude. You, you are barking up the wrong tree if you think you're going to get two fucking musicians to sit here and say that there's some sort of racial divide. And it, Are you, you know, telling me back in the late 80s, early 90s, that black groups did not start screaming racism for trying to be censored? Correct. It was all groups. It was groups all from groups all were, across were music. Okay, was, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna warn it, you. A lot right of the guy, a lot of it was metal. A lot of it was a lot of the people leaving Chris, it were. You remember D. Snyder pro, er, uh, testifying before Congress, along with Frank Zappa, along with the, along with, and then pulling out the Rat album, "Fuck Like a Beast," and uh, Twisted Sister albums. And the PMRC, which was led by Tipper Gore, yes, that Tipper Gore used to be married to our vice, or uh, is married to someone who used to be our vice president. They didn't even bring the internet. rap. They didn't even bring up rap at that point, and that was like what the mid to late '80s when that shit was going on. And it was in the '60s that they were fucking. Th- they arrested Jim Morrison for singing lewd lyrics on stage with and used local obscenity laws as the excuse to do it, and. It was fucking Elvis Presley couldn't be shown from the waist. He could only be shown from the waist up on TV. Yeah, and 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 and, you're missing my point. Yeah, none of those none of those people said racism was the reason. It wasn't till the late '80s, early '90s that those groups started screaming racism. I get that there were other people calling for the First Amendment and freedom of expression and freedom of speech. I get that, but what I'm telling you is, in the late '80s, early '90s. The black group started screaming racism for freedom of speech because of the censory that was happening to their groups. You'd have a better argument if, first of all, you were talking about the re-recording of black artists in the 50s of their songs being re-recorded by white artists and being played and pushed in exclusively white areas on, on television and radio. Such as Okay, so I'm just of, remembering this wrong. With 2 Live Crew, NWA, none of them ever screamed racism. Dude... Okay, NWA, their entire fucking persona, their entire thing was pushing fucking buttons, okay? NWA never once said, anybody who hates us is racist. NWA said, fuck the police, and we're going to show you the shit we go through on a day-to-day basis through our fucking music, all right? You're right, but everybody said that they were promoting violence, and they were trying to be censored. And then NWA said that's racist to tell us what we can and can't say. Well, if they said that, all right, 
then they got racism and the First Amendment mixed up. It's unconstitutional to tell them what they can't say, what they want to say. On top of that, if you want to bring, bring in two live crew, I was living in Florida when all that shit went down. I had a fucking, I had a ringside seat for it, all right? And the only thing about race that got brought up in that entire clusterfuck was the shirts that two live crew put out that said, too black, too strong, too proud. Now, I'm not going to even fucking front. I don't give, I've said this plenty of times on podcasts before. I don't get the whole fucking, I'm proud, I'm proud to be white. I'm proud to be black. Why don't you be proud to be you? Okay. How about that? How about on an individual basis, you have enough self-esteem to look in the mirror and be proud of the accomplishments that you've made. Because what other people have done is not what I base my self-esteem on. But that doesn't mean that I look at someone who goes, I'm, you know, do they put on a shirt like that? Too, too strong, too black, too proud, whatever the fuck it was. They were doing that in response to a lawyer who actually passed a law in Florida that made it illegal to sell an album, which is the exact antithesis of the First Amendment. Jack Thompson, okay, that's the lawyer's name. I remember this clear as day. I was living there when it happened. Race got brought up simply because it was a black group who was getting the shit put on them saying, you can't say this. But it was no different than when the That's PMRC... That's what I was trying to tell you. Okay, dude, I love you. I've known you for a long time, all right? We're not talking football history here. We're talking music history. All due respect, you've walked as far into my fucking house as you want to with this one. Because I really don't want to fucking dog you in, uh, on air. Because, dude, you're applying shit to things that aren't there. And we're getting into some really ugly reasons why you'd be doing it. And if you want to have that conversation, we'll have that conversation. We'll make good podcasting. But we might not be friends at the end of that conversation. So, it, Rich, you're way off said, of what I'm trying to tell you, my I friend. Have, I have, okay. You're way off. I have said everything I got to say. You continue the conversation. That's on you. All right. Let me try to clarify this for you. In no way am I trying to say that the black groups in the early 90s were the first ever to bitch about being censored. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is is they stood up and screamed racism. Not freedom of speech, racism. They used racism as a leverage move to get their freedom of speech, to be able to rap the way they want to, to be heard as it was. The Doors, Elvis, the Beatles, all of those people couldn't use that. I mean, it, it's all tied to freedom of expression. I mean, this. I lived through the 1990s. I don't recall that ever happening. I mean, it was, was more the closest was more the whole music and, industry and banding told. together to fight against that explicit content label. The closest I recall happening to that is a lot of fucking parents being afraid of so-called gangster rap because it was influencing their children. But that has been said about popular music since Beethoven's fucking day. Believe it or not, go back and go back and, and do the homework. If you and I'm not just saying this to you, Earl. Go back and do. I'm talking to anybody listening. Go back and do the homework and read up on it. Okay. It, My whole point behind this whole conversation was, when they want to be heard, they meaning black people, they will play the racism card and they will use it for First Amendment, Tenth Amendment, Fifth Amendment. They'll use it for anything they can to be right, and they dare you to debate it. Stop saying they. If you're if you're trying to be open-minded, throwing out they a hundred times isn't helping you, bro. Just, and I said, just, meaning just black people, tip. 
Meaning black people. But still, it's it's us versus them language, man. It's not us right. versus them language. It is, man. Oh, I, come on. Bro, you're I, literally I using the pronoun they. You are doing you, you are mean? doing the same thing. You are doing the same thing, okay? Whether you realize it or not, that the that that the same people I was railed against earlier as far as the far left and shit do. They're using adversarial language to set up a situation to where you have to choose a side. And the thing is, is that when you, when you say choose a side, that means you are now presenting an issue as there's only one, or, one of two ways to look at it. The, the, going back to the original subject, and I've said this before, I, I hope this is as clear as I can ever make it, that the reason Colin Kaepernick is not on an NFL team at the time right now is is varied and there's a whole spectrum there it is not simply because you love america and hate black people or because you because the you know it's it's not it's not either or all right and i know you don't hear it but dude you're when 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 these hardcore fucking feminists and shit come out and say things like and men, and men, and they, and them, and this and that. It's, it's automatically, with your language, acting, it's setting it up to be, okay, you're my adversary here. I get what, what you're I'm saying, here, guys. What I'm getting I here do. is, I, I understand. Stop trying to tell me that I'm sounding racist and listen to what I'm telling you. The black people have set it up this way. They have. When they want to speak on something, and, and they feel they need to push their point, Black people will play the race card. Okay, my question is this. And at no this, point is this can all a white people? person compete against that. They can't offer opinion because we're automatically labeled a racist. It is not me that is using the adversarial language that is saying they or them or us or them or what have you. It is them. They have set see, it up this way. See, this is, this is, this is, dude, this is exactly what I was getting at. This is the shit that is, is just fucking ridiculous. Dude, we're to all the topic, in this fucking together. If they we're speak, all into this if together. If they speak about Colin understand. Kaepernick, they're right. If I speak about Colin Kaepernick, I'm racist. Regardless no. if I talk about his playing style, how it's declined through the years, Earl? Uh, all Earl. the baggage that comes with Stop. it, does Stop. not matter what I say. I'm a white male. I'm automatically racist. No, not to all black people. Maybe to an individual person you are. That is that that is what you're not getting. You're painting with such a broad brush. You're fucking using these broad strokes to paint. Okay, you're this, you're over there, and you're over here. No, on a case by case, individual basis. You know, individuals, what people are. We all don't share a collective consciousness. Okay, we don't get it. Back we up don't the all, tape, Rich. We don't, when we'll you were talking about this. You were talking about the racism card. And I told you, I didn't get it. Because the only thing is, if they want to make their point, they're going to play the racist card. And you know who and I hear? Anything I, I say, because I'm a white, bald-headed male in America, is going to be racist. To well, that, using the word to they a hundred times doesn't to help that your cause. To the people that think that he's not being hired because he's racist. Give a fuck if you're white, black, or Asian, American, Latino, I don't care. The people that think he is not being hired because he is indeed black will not hear anything anybody else says, me included, because it would be labeled as a racist comment and discarded. Okay? Very narrow. 
The people you that talk, think if you he's have not being a, hired because he's black will label me a racist no matter what I say. If you if you express yourself and a person says that to you, then that person's a fucking idiot. All right. Bottom line. There's and if you and if you are dumb enough to take the bait and start arguing that point instead of going, stop it, stop trying to invent shit to throw in to muddy the waters, because there's a whole plethora of reasons that I've given you that you've chosen to ignore why he's not signed. All right. Stop painting with such a broad brush is what I'm getting at. I don't understand where you're coming from with that. That and yes, I am isolating it down to that one thing. I don't get it. When you say black people, is it all black people? Is it black people north of the Mason-Dixon line? Is it black people south of the Mason-Dixon line? Is it black people of a certain... I, I narrowed it for you, Rich. I said people, that people. I don't care what people they are, black, white, or other, who think that Colin Kaepernick is not being hired because and purely based on the fact that he's black, will look at us and anything that comes out of our mouth that says anything to the contrary is labeled as a racist comment, period. And it only carries weight if you let it carry weight in your mind. It doesn't matter what one person fucking says. It doesn't matter if they get three more people to agree with them. Those people are fucking idiots when it comes to this subject. Dude, most of the people I hear fucking crying about Colin Kaepernick, first of all, don't know shit about sports, definitely don't know shit about the NFL, and are mostly fucking white. If you want to get down to brass tacks, go in the comment sections and click on the profile pictures. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Right? I get it, man. I get it. You don't want to be fucking labeled a racist. However, your choice of words ain't exactly fucking helping your point. Now, if you don't understand that, I don't know how else to make it clearer to you. All right? I, I got you. I got you, bro. Don't use the word they. Got it. It's. Well, here, here we've what? at least 45 minutes on the subject. And here's the bitch of it, dude. Here's the ultimate bullshit bitch of it. This is exactly what fucking ESPN hopes for. It started a conversation. ESPN isn't in the business of reporting news anymore. They're in the business of making it. They're in the business of inventing stories for people to talk about. And I think we all, I think all three of us, no matter how we feel on the subject of whatever the fuck, can all agree that we grew up with an ESPN who understood that sports was enough of its own story. You don't need to invent stories and insert them into the fucking conversation. That card has been fired. <laughs> I mean, there is, and I get what you're saying, Earl. I understand to a point what you're saying. I really do. Because there is an element out there of people who want to politicize and put a spin on everything, be it from movies to TV to, inter to to sports to music. And here's the thing what they don't, not everything is political. You're telling me, you're telling me that every musician who ever put out a record was trying to make a political statement. Some musicians just put out music because that's what they fucking want to do. Some musicians put out music because they want to make a buck. They want to get some pussy or some dick. Some musicians put out music because if they don't, they'll die. It's the only thing. They're like a fish. If they don't swim, they'll, or, or a shark. If they don't swim, they'll drown. Whatever the fuck. Not everything is political. Not everything is racial. And this is what irritates me because, and the whole, the, the whole, I'm, you know, in a way, I'm glad we had this discussion because this illustrates my point clear as fucking day in my mind that. By ESPN 
inserting these issues into sports. They're creating division with their nonsense where there wouldn't be if it wasn't fucking brought up and the pot wasn't constantly stirred. Because in a way, you're right. To some people who see Colin Kaepernick not being signed is solely a racial thing, there's no convincing them of anything otherwise. No matter how many facts you throw at them, they're impervious to them. We live in a, what, Chris, what, what, what was it called on November 9th? The post-fact era? Yeah, post-truth America. Post-truth America. Post-fact America. Where the truth isn't the facts, truth is what you want it to be. I mean, I've, I've, used, this, I've used this metaphor, and I've, I've quoted this line a lot of times in the last six, seven months, but it's honest to God's truth. We're through the fucking looking glass here, people. White is black, black is white, up is down, down is up. It is whatever you want it to be. Everything's possible, but nothing's real. It depends. You believe the story you read, and it's factual simply because you want it to be. And when people see Colin Kaepernick, if they are come at it from a, this is racist, before they even fucking read the facts in the issue, no matter what they read that are facts, they're not going to shake them. And yeah, you're right to an extent. There are people out there that will say, you're white. You don't have a right to speak on this subject. And to them, what you don't you understand. Do, to them, what you do is you flip them the fucking bird and you say, have a nice day. I'm allowed to have my opinion. Now, my opinion might not be in, as informed by my, because simply because I can't talk about what it's like to be a female who's pregnant because I'm not a female and I've never been pregnant. But that doesn't mean, but you're telling me that someone who goes to school for eight years and, and specializes in, I don't fuck, I picked the wrong fucking example because I don't know even what the fuck, gynecology, whatever the fuck it is. The specialty you have, if, if you know, natal care is your specialty, you're telling me that they don't have... OBGYN? Yeah. That they don't have an understanding of, the, of the, the, the inner workings, at least on a book level, that the average person off the street, I don't give a shit how pregnant she is, will most likely never understand because she won't... She doesn't have to. There's a doctor there to do it for her. I mean, dude, my problem isn't with people saying they feel... That Colin Kaepernick's not getting a fair shake because he's black. My problem is people that say, I feel, no, excuse me, I know he's not getting a, a fair shake because he's black, and you can't convince me otherwise. And if you ask them, well, why do you know that? They go, because I feel that way. And your feelings <laughs> Rich, don't from now on, shit. I'm just going to text you during the show, and you can make my point because you sound way better at it. <laughs> I feel you're an idiot. That's what my right is. Yeah, I don't care about your feelings. I care about facts. What can we prove? I don't want to hear about the fuck. I don't, I, you know, when people talk to me about their feelings, when, it, when we're talking about a fact-based discussion, to me that's like people telling me about the labor but not showing me the baby. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to know how long you were in labor. Just show me the baby, all right? I don't need to know all the rest of that bullshit. I mean, feelings are nice and they're very important and they separate us from, from sociopaths. And the ability to have empathy and compassion separate us from psychopaths that are wired wrong. But they're not the end-all, be-all. I mean, it's just all there is to it. And ESPN and the people pushing this narrative of it's racism and he doesn't have a job are choosing to ignore facts in favor of this is how I feel. Hence, I feel it. It's a fact. And I don't care where we fall on the fucking political spectrum. I think all three of us can agree, fuck those people. They're idiots. Correct. I'm sorry. Yep. I don't stick a gun in my mouth and pull the trigger because I feel that and and that that, that it won't go off. I'm going to look at the that facts. That you're invincible. You stick, <laughs> yeah, 
I, you stick a loaded gun in your mouth and pull the trigger, odds are astronomical that you ain't going to be there to talk about it a second later. That's a fact. Now, if you feel you're invincible, you go ahead and stick that gun in your mouth and pull the trigger. I, Don't try I'll send, to stop, kids. I'll send flowers, okay? But you ain't going to get much sympathy from me if there is an afterlife and I see you in it and you go, well, I felt that I was invincible. Well, then guess what? Your feelings made you, you believed your feelings and you're a dipshit for it. Now, I'll meet you over at the cupcake table and we'll go to the lesbian cloud later. Bottom line. I felt my car could make it over this cliff. Wow. Sometimes you, know, you get I, into the to the heavy conversations, huh? Well, there's Did there's you guys the, hear that the Jets fault. have cleaned their house? All the What was that? Did you hear that the New York Jets have cleaned their house? I was going to say there's there's Winnipeg in New York who are we talking about? I should have known better than it. When Winnipeg. Decker. <laughs> I knew that. Well, not just Eric Decker. Uh, their linebacker, Harris, is gone. Pretty much anybody over 30. They got two players on their entire roster that's over 30. One of them is a starting quarterback named McCown. Ooh. He had the porn addiction? It just looks like they're, uh, I don't know, something dramatic had to have happened in, in the Jets organization. I don't know why they're doing it so late. Yeah, it's called their last fucking two seasons. That's what's happened. Well, yeah, Just but I mean, change. why didn't you do that? But why didn't you do that back at the uh, draft? Um, you could have got big things for you know Eric Decker and and Harris. When is uh, when do season tickets usually go on sale for football teams? Is it around this time? I have a reason for asking. I mean, is it around like? Do they go on sale? They should because all the schedules are out. I think. I mean, because I know that I bought my season tickets for the Tigers. In February, the year I got them, well, I didn't buy them. They were a gift, but they were bought in February. So that would put it about roughly two months out from the beginning of the season. I'm just wondering if this is a, if this is, they're trying to sell tickets. They know they have a fucking dreadful team. They know the division they're in. They know the competition with the division they're in. And this is them trying to maybe sell a few more season taking you know, a few thousand more season tickets by going, Hey, look, we are doing something. Uh, we, don't, we don't really know what we're doing, so, but we're doing because something. They outright released them, bro. And Decker I mean, was gonna... uh, one of the few bright spots on the team last year. That's what I don't understand. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you, if you were going to try him in to, fantasy football, he wasn't that bad. If you were going to try to make some moves to get some butts and seats, trade them, especially during the draft. Detroit lions. All right. You don't do a lot of things right, all right? But you got Eric Decker floating out there. You should pick him up. Just when saying. I hear, when I hear moves like that, first thing my mind goes to is something happened behind the scenes that we're not privy to. That's what I'm saying. Who'd Him, he, Harris, who he fucked that he shouldn't have? Pretty much anybody over 30. I mean, I get trying to, you know, hey, look, we're gonna we're trying to get younger. We're going with the youth movement, whatever you want to fucking, however you want to put it. I get that. But, I mean, to do Tell it, all of a yeah. Sudden, the Jets have adopted the Hugh Hefner policy. Yeah. Like, oh, over 30? Too old. Get out of here. Like, out of nowhere. And, yeah, you're right. To get nothing for him. You're telling me they couldn't even have got a fucking low, you know, late-round draft pick for him and a trade to somebody? I mm. A player option? Nothing? For Eric Decker? You could have at least got something from the Jaguars for him. Well, what are the Jets going through? In the, I mean, I know that, the, you know, last season, they, well, they were the Jets. Uh, moratorium on them. <laughs> but, I mean, 
Uh, Fuck those motherfuckers. <laughs> it's been a shit show since Rex Ryan left. Let's just was, yeah. Let's just be I honest. I agree. I mean, and it was a shit show when he was there, but it was an entertaining shit show. Now it's just horrible to watch. It was an entertaining shit show that got to the playoffs once in a while and could beat no, the Patriots. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But still, I mean, it's but I mean that is a franchise that is in free fall at the moment. I mean, there's. I don't see them landing on their feet and coming out and, you know, being gangbusters this season, coming out of nowhere, you know, and it, and they it, it definitely don't come off if they're, if they're releasing players willy nilly that they actually could have got something for, they don't come off like a team that has a plan that they're building towards. Well, no, not at Who's all. Their when they released Harris, their linebacker, it said that they failed to uh, renegotiate a salary cut. All right. So you're making room in the salary cap for what? Maybe they're planning to take the season and fucking trade up and try to get a bunch of early round draft picks n- next year, and they just want the fucking the cap space. I mean, t- it, to me, that's that's way early to be doing that. I mean, they could do that after the season, and they could still tank the season. I mean, but I don't know what team would go into the season going, we're going to tank it on purpose. Well, 76ers, Colorado Avalanche, but I mean, <laughs> I was those are like... To say, hi, Philly. Those... Those those two teams like were historically bad, and as bad as the Jets were, they weren't that. I mean, unless they're setting themselves up to be historically bad. I mean, Jesus Christ! I I I was here for that Lions, zero sixteen season. They were not trying to tank that season. That was some frustrated players in that locker room giving post game interviews. I witnessed it firsthand. Earl, you said they released Josh McCown? No, they released their uh, linebacker, Harris, and Decker. Josh McCown uh, is over 30, but he's their starting quarterback. No, that's what I'm saying. He's, As of right now, the Jets are going with a three-man competition for their starter. It is, uh, this article is from Pro Football Talk on May 2nd, Josh McCown, Bryce Petty, and Christian Hackenberg. That is the trifecta of suck right there. Whoever wins, the Jets lose. I know. What what's what's the plan there? Is there a free agent signing coming out of nowhere? You want to tell anybody about? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't I don't understand trying to make cap room well, in June. At least they're not the Bears. I oh, don't get me it. started again. Oh my god. It. I hate to bring it back to it, man. But when did they make these moves? Was it after Seattle signed another quarterback besides Kaepernick? They made Oh. Because if Kaepernick, hmm. if they're willing to give Kaepernick the ten million he wants, and he agrees to a chance to fight for a starting quarterback position, that seems like if they if they move some pieces and they get the cap room, at least just from the numbers and his competition, it's a fit. I don't know how well it'll go over with Jets fans, but just well, strictly strictly from a numbers and and his ability to compete for a starting job. That's a fit for him, if that's the case. Well, the New York fans have already wrote the owner of the New York Giants saying how I, I got, I got, I got you. It they are so I got I you. Mean, but New York Jets, same way. I, I dude, you 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 yeah, you're preaching in the choir on this one. I already, I understand that, but that wouldn't. I, who the fuck knows, dude? I mean, I've seen franchises make moves that left the fans going. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean. Red Wings are notorious for it. 
after they won their their after they won their last cup in the fifties, they traded Terry Sawchuk, their Hall of Fame goalie. After they won the cup with Vernon, they traded Vernon. I mean, you know it, that was. <laughs> They pretty much let Hashik walk after 2002, and brought in Curtis Joseph. I mean, they've teams do shit that leaves the fans scratching their head, going, "Huh?" You know. And I know that Hashik, quote unquote, retired, but considering he came out of retirement, pretty sure they could have fucking sweetened the deal in the non-salary cap, salary cap era to keep him there if they really wanted him to. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. That was just me throwing shit against the wall, seeing what sticks. But if they freed up enough cap room to sign Kaepernick for what he's asking. Like I said, once again, strictly in numbers and fit, or numbers and his ability to compete for a starting job, that that makes sense and fits. Not from a fan standpoint. Because I've always pictured Jets as, like, there's there's just teams in the NFL that are bougie. I mean, that's just how they, they, they come off. They, they're not the lunch pail teams. And the Jets and the Giants, I, well, Jets even more so than the Giants. Jets have always come off as that blue-collar, lunch-pail fan base. Giants, are those two, are the bougie ones. So, I I don't know. Oh, well, wait, let's see. Do we write it down? What is it? Uh, beginning of June? Where the first, first show uh, where we went to... All football right at the end. You know, it's getting us in shape for the fall. You know, it's our summer oh, workouts. Well, I I, I did I have I, I did have one more thing that uh, is just barely sports related, but I think it's worth uh, taking a look at here. Literally, um, you guys know who uh, I just sent it to you in the in the group chat. You know who Michaela Maroney is, right? Gymnast for the U.S. The one that had to. That that when she would she win the bronze, they had that kind of weird look on her face. Oh yeah, the you one that got pissed about? about Gabby. Yeah, her taking well, the spotlight. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah apparently, apparently she's uh, she's all grown up now and sending out videos and shit of her in a thong, and uh, she's twenty one. So all you pedophiles, calm down. She's she's way past legal. I gotta say it's uh, <clears throat> rather interesting looking at her picks. <laughs> oh wow! Look, look, look at that. But I mean, then again, she's all of like what five foot one or two, and I mean, you know, what is it? What is it that uh, uh, method, uh, method Man said in The Wire? You know who's got the fattest asses and the tightest pussies? Midgets. I mean, she's damn near one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Gymnastics yeah, she, really helped her. Oh, she yeah, says the racy video of her dancing around in some thong underwear was not hacked. It was meant to be posted, and she's damn proud of it. She's an aspiring pop singer. Sure, whatever you need to be. I mean, I, you know, I mean, yeah, her singing career. I'm going to click on the arrow on this video. I want to see her <laughs> dancing around with long underwear. No, you don't. You're going to visit your wife here shortly. She's legal. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen a lot worse. Let's put it that way. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's like Hope Solo with her pictures. Oh, yeah, wow. Hope Solo's butthole. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I have to say, uh, uh, who's she married to? Jeremy Stevens. Uh, yeah, 
She's married uh, at 21. Well, she'll be divorced. No, no, so no. Not, really... McHale, not, not Michaela Maroney. Hope Solo. Oh. Yeah, he brought up Hope Solo and her butthole pictures. And I'm just saying. <laughs> my, Is that the guy who took them? No, they were all selfies she sent to him. And they got hacked. So here's my theory. If the chick is sending that many pictures of her her, her butthole, then <laughs> somebody must enjoy that area of, you know what I'm saying? Not her ass. Specifically, her butthole. Someone must enjoy that area. Must have fun in that area, let's just say. So either Jeremy Stevens has been burying it to the base in this bitch's ass, or she likes getting fucking just rough, rugged, and raw in the back. So, I mean, either way, good for you. Good for you, sweetheart. <laughs> you may be, right. bitch, may be a bitch off the pitch, but you know what? You got you got a fan when you when you take the, your, your, your butthole pictures. <laughs> nice. You know, so we didn't have to end on Earl being racist, all right? We're ending on a gymnast dancing around a thong underwear, all right? Well, I was going to say, it all worked out. Trying to lighten up the mood, man. I know, right? <laughs> Why gotta be racist? Why can't it be too racist? <laughs> uh, it's everybody talked about what they want to talk about. Yeah, I, I. The the only thing I have to say, one more thing, and this is just a fucking side note, is that you guys hopefully remember, and you can go back in the shows and look. The Astros in, what, 2014, in that SI article, said that they were planning to be contenders by 2017. Well, that front office, that front office, when they say it, they do it. 42 and 16. Nearest team to them, Angels, 14 games back. Yes, the AL West is kind of already locked up. (laughs) It's a month before the All-Star game. Kind of the was, breaking news I was trying to put was the Royals ended their 11-game winning streak. That's nice, but that doesn't change their fucking record overall. I mean, dude, oh, 720. No, it doesn't change the fact that they won 11 straight. <laughs> 724 win percentage. I mean, I was listening to Major League uh, uh, a show on uh, MLB uh, radio earlier today, and the debate they were the only debate they were having about the Astros in the postseason was, will they win 100 games on their way to the postseason? Yeah, they're the best team in the league right now. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, and we talked about this before we went on air with Bryce Harper going possibly to the Yankees. So, sorry, Nats. So, you the know, NL just, Central, is the NL Central just that competitive or does it just suck? Four and a half games separate the last place team from the first place team. First place team's 30 and 27. It's well. I mean, it's the it's the worst division in the in the NL, and it's the second to worst division in all all of MLB. Because yeah, I was gonna say by the, the numbers, the worst division right now. Okay, it's, it's the fucking AL Central. Go Tigers! Once, once again, I just gonna say this. Uh, what matters more? How many wins you get during the season, or who holds up the championship at the end of the year? Because if you really want to go back to what. 2005, last 12 seasons. Uh, you got White Sox. One time they've won it. Royals been in the World Series twice. They won one. Tigers been in there twice. They didn't win one. And the Indians been in there once. So that's what five so that's six. That's 50 percent of the of this of the World Series in the last 12 years. 
a team from the so-called worst division in baseball has been in the World Series. So mm-hmm. maybe the it it's just fucked up. To I say. think it's more maybe, competitive than the worst. That's really. what I'm saying. Maybe because they just beat up on each other so much in the, in the Central because the way the scheduling is in baseball these days is that they play each other so much in their own division. I mean, they beat the shit out of each other in their own division. And finally, when they get to the postseason, they go on a fucking run, and boom, you get what you get. You get 50% of the time in the last 12 years, AL Central team representing the American League in the World Series. However, well, Minnesota is the AL least winning. Stop the Astros' win streak, so. However, Minnesota is the least winningest, winningest of all of the winning teams. They're what, 29 and 24? Or they're the same percentage as the Cubs. Or, no, wait, no, never mind. I'm high. It's late. <laughs> We're going into, like, our fourth hour. We've already begun our fourth hour. Well, I just wanted to say one thing about the Bryce Harper thing. I sent you guys that article that said he apparently told someone in the, in the press that he wants to be a Cub. That's got to make his fucking current team mates feel just no wanted, it, right? Like said in the chat. You're on Tinder in front of your fucking, in front of your girlfriend or your wife. Hey, check this shit out. That's what I'm going to oh. get after a breakup with you. And by the way, you're on a team that is 12 games ahead in their division. So it's not like you're on a losing team and you know you're going to be trade bait at the deadline. And so you're already planning to be traded and be a rental for the rest of the season and then looking towards who you're going to sign with because... There's no way your team that you're on is going to make an attempt to sign you. I mean, let's just play in a what-if game. The Nationals go on to win the World Series. Unless he absolutely does not want to be in Washington, that's got to be a huge fucking con for, I mean, excuse me, a huge pro for him to stay in Washington. Unless he's just absolutely dead set on, like, fuck this, I don't want to be in this city. I don't want to play for this team. Which might be the case, because Bryce Harper is kind of a head case. Max, another 14 strikeouts tonight. There you go. And uh, what's uh, Zimmerman doing here in Detroit? Shirts doing his, imploding. Doing his best Sanchez, uh, Sanchez impersonation. Uh, yeah. uh, I had to make a tough decision today. I had to drop JV from my fancy baseball team. Dude, I can't wait. I can't wait anymore for you to get it together, JV. All right. Fancy baseball season ends at the beginning of September. All right. We're already almost halfway over. It's 21 weeks. We're in like week 10. Can't wait anymore. I held on to JV too long because of the homer in me. You'd appreciate that, Earl. But, I mean, after Sunday, he got pulled after, what, two innings? Yeah, and they gave him an MRI, and it came back they negative. They said it was an injury? Well, they, they gave him an MRI after pulling him for two innings. They came back negative as no, for no injury, yet they still don't know if he's going to start his next start. Yeah. So that's that's just, to me, that's, that's sports front office doublespeak for... Something's wrong. We just ain't figured it out yet. And I don't think JV's the type of person to be a head case like Zach Grinky, where he's going to have to go through, like, you know, a whole season of fucking psychotherapy to get, you know, some anxiety order under control. Hey, man, 2012 was five years ago. Just putting that out there. No, I mean, I agree with that. I would, if it was a, a mental over physical, if it was a choice between do I think he's having mental or physical issues, I would say it's physical issues. And I've had people who are very much more knowledgeable than me agree with the the statement that I said a couple seasons ago. I said, look, he does not have the velocity that he used to have. He might touch it every once in a while before he retires. But 
that guaranteed ramp it up in the ninth inning when he's going for a complete game, hitting high 90s, it's pretty much gone. So if he don't yeah. develop Greg Maddox pinpoint, Greg Maddox like pinpoint control, and reinvent himself as that type of pitcher, and he here's the bitch of it: if he if he could develop that type of pinpoint control with the pitching arsenal he has, with all the pitches he has at his disposal, he could be a dominant pitcher well into his forties. Hey, you know, look at it this way, JV. You got to sell Young out of the deal. You got MVP. You got Kate Upton. All right. You, you won. Here the year. You got two World Series. Yeah. I mean, here's here's the bitch of it. The Boston Red Sox gave up on fucking Roger Clemens and were like basically telling anybody that would listen when they got rid of him, his career is over. That motherfucker went really went to uh, Toronto. Then he went to New York. Then he went to Houston. And went to the World Series with all three of them. So, and then he went and saw A Rod's doctor. Well, he probably saw A Rod's doctor sometime on his way. He made a pit stop, see A Rod's doctor sometime on his way to Toronto. My guess, that's just my yeah. guess. Definitely before he he he, before or during his tenure in New York, he saw he saw A Rod's doctor, most likely Giambi's doctor and Pettit's doctor also. Uh. <laughs> but, but no, I mean that's the fear with Justin Verlander is did the Tigers cut bait and take the chance that he's going to turn into a Roger Clemens type pitcher is going to come back to fuck him in the ass like he like Clemens did to the Red Sox for you know those years he was on the Yankees because you can't tell me that when he pitched against when he, the minute he signed with the Yankees he wasn't thinking I can't wait to fucking shove this ball straight up that fucking entire team's ass for cutting bait with me and fucking basically declaring my career over with. That the type of competitor he is had to be in his mind, had to be, dude. And I, mm-hmm. I think, I think Verlander's got that com- competitiveness in him too. Like I think if if the Tigers cut him or trade him or whatever the fuck, they better be very gracious in in their parting with him. He's fucking yeah. off my team, all right. He's <laughs> fucking my shit up. Well, he, he we ain't got to worry about him coming back biting you in the ass. Yeah, I'm just saying it could end up being a Brett Favre type situation. They trade him to a team, and they think it, you know it's. They could trade him to the National League. They think they're safe, and then boom, next thing you know, he signs with another team in the AL Central, and he's like, "I'm back." I mean, shows up on the White Sox, <laughs> helps save the team. Isn't that where a lot of t- former Tigers go to go back and bite the Tigers in the ass? That pretty and, much and, every uh, fucking pitcher we released does. Whoops, well, you know they got the house in Detroit. You know, so it's just right up 94. They don't have to, they don't have to move. Uh, okay, I love I love Detroit. It's my hometown. But let's just be honest here. If I had a choice between living in Chicago or Detroit and all that comes with both cities, I'm going to go ahead and move to Chicago. <laughs> just, I know, right? Just, just put that out there. <laughs> you know, uh, that's just me. But... Yeah, uh, very, uh, needless to say, like I said, very interesting uh, what's going what's going to happen with Harper. Um, I, he's a fascinating player for me to watch just because I he's unquestionably talented. I got to put him in that. He's a fucking, he's a, he's a space case category, though. I mean, look at him charging the mound, unable to throw a fucking helmet straight. 
and forgetting that he can't fight and going out there and getting rocked, you know? I mean, I get it. Heat of the moment shit happens, dude. But if you know you're light in the ass, you don't be swinging that motherfucker around. That's all I'm saying. So, all right. Is that it? It's like our, it's like our second false ending. Is this finally it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, we're good. We run out of the sports. We're cleaning the sports off your chest, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening, for downloading, for telling a friend. All right? Make sure that you head on over to iTunes, you rate us five stars. Leave us a comment. All right? It's a lot of, sport po- sport, blah, 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 blah. It's a lot of sports podcasts out there. All right? We appreciate you having a choice. We thank you for choosing us. But the best way to tell somebody is to leave a comment. I mean, when I'm scouting out a new podcast, I read the reviews. I see what people say about it. You know, I ultimately make my own choice, but it's good to have feedback. So you can do that. You can email the show, sportgy at christophermedia.net. We're at sportgy podcast on Twitter, sportgy underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, check our social media if you want to sign up for our fantasy football league. All right. You just click the link, sign up. Boom. All right. I think they maybe even put a link on the homepage at christophermedia.net. Just go there, click sign up, the end. And then maybe uh, once we get the league filled, maybe we'll all decide as consenting adults on some type of prize. But for now, you just sign up for free. Uh, hit up our social media. I've got the link there. I'll start posting it, you know, maybe once a day, and we'll ramp it up as fantasy football gets closer. But thanks, everybody, who's listening, and we'll see you next week. All right. Later, guys. Peace out, y'all. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.